We got the Dial H for Hero Clicks Orchestra back. Live. Se- second week in a row. You don't, this will be another 15 minutes. You don't podcast. know how much money this is costing us. I hope you appreciate this. Hunter put a second mortgage on his house. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your host, Hunter Smith. With me today is Austin Smith and Drew Alderson. The better one. Today we'll be, we will be discussing... <laughs> Uh, our main topic today, we're going to talk about, we have kind of a, a fun day today. We're just going to talk about characters that we want to see clicks to that have never been made before. And we're not talking about remakes, we're talking about characters that have never ever had their own clicks made. And this is somewhat inspired by the fan vote, which we'll talk about later. We're also going to cover some uh, comic book themed video games that we've played recently and go over best build finalists. We just got back from the dugout where we played the best build teams, and so we have the announcement of the winner for that. I hate Alpha Flight. <laughs> uh, we're going to first move into some news. We had a decent little bit of news. We There weren't a whole lot of figures spoiled, but the ones that were spoiled were pretty dang badass. Um, starting with the main man and the... the um, the reason that we had the orchestra come in today to play that song for us is the new Sentinels. If you guys haven't seen these Sentinels yet, they're for the Days of Future Past set. And the Sentinels, the Sentinel pack is going to be its own separate thing, separate from the CTD. It, I assume it'll be kind of like the Blitzkrieg pack, where it'll be like a 30-ish dollar pack. It will have two of these Colossal Sentinels. It has special object tokens. It has some bystanders. And it has parts for the Sentinels that you can swap in and out. If you guys want to follow along with us and see the pictures that we're looking at and see the dials and everything, go to HeroClicks.com and you'll see there on the front page there will be the X-Men Days of Future Pass Alpha Class Sentinels. Now, they kind of d- displayed these on the site a little confusingly at first. I think they may have they switched them. them. Okay. The way these work are, like I said, in the pack there's an attack sentinel and there's a defense sentinel. And, and what you do, there are switch clicks. And what you do is, if you're playing the attack version, you will go ahead and pop off the defense, uh, the pop off the model off of your defensive one, and use its dial. And you turn it to a special set of clicks that give your other sentinel special power. So it's kind of like a resource dial. Yeah, or I, I was describing it as like an asset dial. Yeah, in it that, sits yeah, exactly. off at the side and you scroll through. Exactly, it's an asset dial. So you'll have so you'll have your attack sentinel on the board on top of his base, and then you'll have the base of the defensive sentinel. But you'll you won't have it on the defense sentinel's clicks. You'll have it on the asset dials the clicks. Dial. And if you're looking at these on HeroClicks.com, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about and follow along with us. So the way it works is whenever you have two action tokens on one of them, you can give them a free action to switch them from attack mode to defense mode. And, of course, they play very differently depending on which one you're in. For one, you can look at the combat symbols and see that when you're in attack mode, you have move and attack and flight, sharpshooter, triple bolt, nine range. It's ridiculous. And then on defense, you lose all of that. You lose flight, you lose sharpshooter. And you only have four range with one bolt. And not only that, when you attack, you have to take an unavoidable damage afterwards. But you're a lot harder to hit. And you have a lot of dampeners. And you even have a a chance further down the dial to pop out more sentinels. So it's kind of cool. If you guys want to follow along, Like they get pulse wave, energy explosion, psychic blast, precision strike, everything you want. And they're going to be... They have special powers. 
that may come up on the asset dial. And the only confusing part is <clears throat> if you're looking at your asset dial for the attack version. If there's a power showing that doesn't have a black line black line around it, that means that you get to use that. You can use it whether it has a black line or not. But you, if it has a black line, you also get a bonus. No, it said instead. Oh, instead. Okay, yes. never mind. So if you have, so take for example on the attack version on its click number one of its asset dial, it has a gray running shot box, but it does not have a black line around it. That means the sentinel gets to use running shot. And it also has a brown damage box, so that means it gets to use Perplex. Or no, sorry. The Okay, it, it has running shot. Now if you look at the white attack box and the brown damage box, that means if the person that you're targeting has Perplex, has a brown damage box, then you'll get plus one attack when you character, when you target it. Or if it, that character has a special attack power, if it has a white box... No, it just means he can slot. use a special attack power. Because that's how he gets to use his special attack damage. Okay, well, power. yeah, then then that's how I was saying. Then they made it too confusingly. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Because it said... Because here, let's read it. Alpha class sentinel attack mode can use the powers indicated and when a standard power on that dial... Okay, when a standard, standard power. Okay. Yeah. So that's where they clarify it. Okay, so I apologize. So like I was saying, if you targeted a person who has perplex on and you're on that first click, you would get plus one attack. But you would also be able to use running shot because it's a standard power with no outline and you'd be able to use your special attack power which gives him... Uh, when he has two action tokens, he gets in capped for free. Also, if you're in the attack mode, you get multi-attack, which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. That, that is on their damage ability if you happen to be on that. And yeah. see, and these these powers are also on top of whatever's showing on the normal dial that they have. Right. So these these are ridiculous. So like he has plasticity for his first five clicks on his very top dial. Plasticity, pulse wave, six damage. Yeah. So depending on what you roll here, you could end up with some stupid stuff. Exploit weakness. So there's a 350, 250, and 150 option for each of these. And that's what I like the best because they work very well with Master Mold. Um, and also, the way you end up rolling the asset dial is at the beginning of your turn, you roll a D6 and go to that click of it. So uh, every turn it's going to change what you're on on it. Yes. Um, and also when you switch over from attack to defense, yeah. you roll again. So it's constantly going to be switching what, what you're programmed into, what your asset dial is showing is going to switch at the beginning of each turn or when you uh, take the free action morph, basically. Yeah. The only thing is, like, the attack one has, like, 14 attack on its very top click for, like, 350 or whatever, or 14 or 15. It's, like, way up there. But its defense is only a 16. And the defense mode has, like, 20 for its defense. And basically non-existent. Eight or nine attack. It, it always has just like poison or in cap or smoke cloud, like stuff like that. I do like the fact, is that 20 defender just 20? Uh, I think it's just a naked 20. Okay. With it perplex, looks kind of yellow from here. With perplex though, oh, so yeah. go to 21. And he can pick up like other other crap like invul and stuff off of the... Uh... So it's really cool because like I said, the, the different starting lines is what really is awesome because Master Mold, when you're going through spinning through the creation dial... There's a lot of points there where you're between making Chaos War Sentinels and the GSX Colossals, and you're like, I'm on 150 right now, but i got to get up to 200 to get my big guys out. And it's like, these guys would fill that gap. Yeah. And then when you go past, then it also would be options. If you're on 250, you can look at your attack mode Sentinel 250, 
see what he would come in with. Or you can look at your GSX Colossal 250 and be like, in this situation against this team, which one do what I prefer? So it just gives see, you more options. Personally, what I like about them is they're what I've talked about before with my favorite kind of Colossal is the boss fight style Colossal. Where they have these different powers that you're constantly swapping through. And it's like, okay, I got it in defense mode. I'm going to have to outwit its uh, region and stuff like this and take it down. But at the same time, you could play it on the lower end. You could play it on the lower end, like 150 dial. And it's still a solid piece at 150. Like, it's actually a scary piece at 150. This guy outwits region. (laughs) So if you're following along, you heard me say there's going to be action tokens... They are different parts of the sentinel, or sorry, object tokens. Are those ultra heavies? Yeah, so there's two ultra heavies, there's Sweet. four heavy and four light, and they're all different appendages of a sentinel. And then there's four nice. There's four bystanders that represent characters that are in the Days of Future Past. And then at the bottom you see that there's extra pieces for your sentinels that you can swap on and off. So like there's battle damaged armor, there's the Cyclops style um, eye beam coming out. You could put that on your like attack version. And it'd be easier to tell whether your sentinel that your opponent's facing for them to tell if it's in attack mode or defense mode or yeah. whatever. Um, actually, can we take a look at those four tokens real quick? Because one of them actually, if I recall, the mutant protester is actually pretty sweet. Okay, human protester, 10 points, has reflexes and CCE, maximum stack of 8, so up to 80 points. When, let's see, characters within half of, half of the stack... Uh, Possessing Brotherhood or Mutants, team, keyword or team ability can't ignore pushing damage. So That's for 80 good. points, characters within four squares that have Brotherhood or Mutants. So if you're playing a, a, a an event that requires having a Brotherhood or an like X-Men ABX. team, yeah, then that, they could help you out. Now, I like these guys. Mutant Protesters have Force Blast and Empower, 15 points. 15 point Empower is not bad. And uh, Defensive Power, where friendly characters with Brotherhood or X-Men, TA or Keyword can use Mastermind, but only to deal damage to this character. Now, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, for a 15-point character that respawns in 500-point-plus games or whatever. I have to break those guys out at some point. And Next, then there's two Sentinel Pogs. Well, there's a 20-point Sentinel Hunter. He has Sidestep, End Cap, uh, no range, though, so just melee. Sidestep, End Cap, Toughness, and a Damage Ability when he's stacked, which is 4, so it'd have to be 80. Uh, he can use Plasticity or sorry, when he's stacked at all, so when he has two, he can use plasticity. When he's maxed, which would be 80 points, he can use capture. Ooh. Um, here's my question. They're technically sentinels. Could you spawn them with Master Mold? They're called sentinels. It says sentinels, parentheses, hunter. You might be able to, I'm not sure. Sentinel Century uh, has plasticity. It's 14 points, a little cheaper. It has Indom and Giant Size, so it can carry. And Smoke Cloud. For 14 points, you got... For 14 points, you have Smoke Cloud and Carry right there. That's all That's you really, really need to know. And then it has a defense power when it's stacked. It can use Barrier as a free action. What? But wow. only to place half of S blocking terrain markers. So let's say you're playing it the cheapest way, which is probably what I'd play it. You have to play at least two to stack them. So it'd be 28. So for 28 points, you, you just got a carrier, smoke cloud, and a free one square barrier at five range. It's only a three square carry, though. Still. Yeah, I know. It's, it's carry, good. smoke cloud, and free one action barrier, like one barrier that you can change each turn for free. Like, yeah, that's, that's pretty sick. sick. These are good horde tokens. Dom, yeah. yeah, I like those tokens a lot. So, definitely 
looking forward to that. I'm even debating whether I want to get two packs of those. I'm thinking about buying one. If you guys are going to get one, then I'll just get one pack. That way I know I could always... Well, I'm going to try and get one. We'll see. I might get one and paint it. War of the Light. There's a ton to talk about. Um, Elephant um, Man! Woo! Poor little brother Worth. You this shut is, your mouth. He's only, alive in my heart. I well, always have hope. You might as well admire him right now, Austin. You're not going to see him again for a long time. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of War of the Light news. There, first of all, there's going to be a Sinestro Core War scenario pack, which will be similar to the Blitzkrieg, Blitzkrieg and the Mighty pack. There's in each of them again. There's two two figures, custom Green Lantern dice, and two special 3D objects, just like there was in the Blitzkrieg packs. There's a Green Lantern ring and a shield construct. And then the two figures are Hal Jordan and Sinestro separate figures. Forty-eight horde tokens to and two maps. So I assume it's going to be similar pricing and everything to the Blitzkrieg. And I also assume there will be another scenario pack that will probably happen towards the end. You just know it's like going to be pretty cool? Judging from the sound of that, I bet we're going to get Sinestro Core members and Green Lanterns that are Horde tokens. That'll be pretty sweet, actually. Hopefully. Um, they're shaking up the way that they're doing OP kits, and I can't tell if I like this or I don't like it because, uh, well, we'll get into it. Okay, so currently OP kits are for 20 players. Okay. All right. What they're saying is, and when you did Fear Itself and you bought an OP kit, you got 20 boosters, so you got a case of Fear Itself boosters, and you got 20-player price support, so the four figures, the 20 pieces for the hammers and all that shit. Okay, what they're going to do for War of the Light is the OP kit is going to support 10 players, so it's going to have... 10 rings or whatever we don't know constructs or whatever 10 of those and then the four prizes and that'll be it they're separate and they're selling the boosters separately and they also come in 10 they come in bricks they come in bricks and they're doing two waves they're doing a wave one which they're going to sell from month one to two and then a wave two that they're selling from three to four and then they're saying in month Five and six, you can do whatever you want, but they're saying to order ahead because they think the product is going to be limited. Well, so basically, Fear itself was a mess, so I would order ahead anyway. I yeah. So what I'm going to try to do is just go ahead and order a crap ton of each one, and then we'll have leftover. There's also going to be 96 figures in this set. I'm so happy about that. Dad, are you really happy about that? I'm actually really happy about that. Austin, you got to understand something. You're trying to collect 96 figures figures in a set that you can only get, let's say, twice a month. Two different booster types, so it's more like two different sets for three months. Okay, let's say you get to do double boosters at both of your venues each month. That's a total of 20 figures. Yeah. For six months, that's 120 total, and there's 96 different figures in it. So even if you bought, even if you spent forty dollars a month, you're still not likely going to get each figure in that 96 yeah, figure but booster. Yeah, I prefer that over Fear itself, where with 45 figures outside of SRs and stuff, I have 50 of every figure out of Fear itself after six I months. Sincerely, Dad, you have 50. I pretty much I have a bag of it. I I like it and I don't like it. Um, it's I don't like it because I'm a collector and I have to have one of each thing eventually, so I'm going to want one of each of these figures. 
and it's going to be really damn hard and really damn expensive to yep. get a hold of. As long as there's not the same number of commons as uncommon. I do like the fact that it's more than Fear Itself because there weren't enough. Correct. But I think they went a little too far over, I would have said maybe 60. Because Fear Itself only had like 25 or 24 or something like that. No, Fear Itself was like 30 or 40. Well, we'll pull it up. It was not 40. I'll give you a fucking $20 if it was 40. It was not Shake 40. Money. Yeah. I bet you it's not over 30. I think it's like 25. 32, 33. So 33 and then the... Six LEs. The, the LEs, but that's separate. So this will yeah. have LEs too. So counting it's LEs on this... Yeah, that's three times. I think they went a little bit overboard, but... you know, It's going to be good. It, at I least you like got a lot of options. It's going to knock out all the great... They're pretty much trying to knock out all the lanterns at once, is what I see it as. This is probably true. I mean, there's, there's so many... There's so many lanterns. And they're just going to get it all... So, one go. here's the thing. I really like the OP kits being 10 per person... If, and this is a huge if, and it's an if that I'm not positive about. If the price drop is respective to that 20, dropping from 20 players to 10 players. Now, let's, for, because a lot of venues, including us, used to, I mean, when we first started out, we only needed a 10. Yeah, man. a lot of people in the forums are talking now about we need, it. Now we need 20, but when we first started out, we would have only needed a 10 man kit, and that would have been cheaper. So, if these OP kits are going to be about 60% of what they used to be, then that's perfect. And they did this perfectly. But knowing WizKids, I'm going to say it's maybe 25% cheaper than it was. If that. If, yeah, <laughs> maybe 15 to 20%. We'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say 25 The other thing that people were bringing up that's kind of cool, though, is if you wanted extra prize support and maybe wanted to increase your entry fee a little bit, you could double up on, like, for top six would walk away with some, an LE. I don't like that because I don't want to make my players pay for more than they're already having to pay yeah, for true. anyways. But that's I just mean, me. we wouldn't personally do it. I'm just saying some yeah. people were happy they could. I'm going to keep the extra figures for other events. That way we won't run out so fast because we're already out now. I mean, I haven't given a LEs away in two yeah. weeks, and I still don't have any for another till February. So All I know is, as a Lantern fan... I'm so giddy over this event, and 90-something figures Yeah, is just awesome. It's good and bad. That's what I was saying. I mean, it's good It's good that we have that many figures, but it's bad that we have that many figures, too. I'm just wondering, I wish they would have explained the resource situation. I'm just more worried about the price of the kits yeah, than I have anything else. There's supposed worrying. to be, like, what What are there, eight different lantern cores? Yep. Yeah. There's supposed to be eight different colors of lanterns. How are they giving out ten lanterns per kit? I don't know. I assume we're going to find out in the next three or four weeks, hopefully. Um, so, uh, hopefully you you caught all of that. So, it's going to be a five-figure boosters like Fear Itself. There's going to be two separate waves. Wave one is from one to month one to two. Wave two is from three to four. And five to six, you can do whatever you want. You can either do a mix of those if you have any left over. You can do other boosters if you want. You can do half and half, however you want. I would suggest ordering ahead of time. Like, when you order your first waves, go ahead and get extras and hold them until month five and six. That's so, what I plan on doing. So they're still going to be supporting month five or six? They just don't think they're going to have They think part. they're going to be... So I, They specifically say... I'll try to look for it here, but they basically say... Basically, it's underlined, like, take care of it your fucking self, because we don't expect... <laughs> How don't expect can they us. not... Well, with Fear Itself, it was the same way. By month five and six, they were run out of supply left and right. 
I mean, like, they it's need just... to, they're getting so much money from this. They need to start being... Here it is right here. Stores can attempt to order additional Wave 1 and or Wave 2 tournament boosters, but inventory will likely be non-existent by the time <laughs> 5 and 6 roll around, so plan ahead. Uh... Honestly, I think we should pick up an extra two cases of month 1 and an extra two cases of month 2 to pay for month 5 and 6. That's what I'm planning on doing. Because at the least, you have le- extra left over after it's all said for done. Use prizes, them for yeah. prizes for the next if few If not, months. we're going to have to like schnagle stuff Be- off because of Because again, everybody's going to want these because there's 96 freaking figures to collect, and so that's people are going to still want it. I'm not going to feel like... I might be able to trade some of these, which is nice. You, you could trade Fear Itself stuff. So hopefully yeah. we'll get more info on War of the Light coming up. Uh, let's move into Yu-Gi-Oh! We but just got Kazajin. You didn't mention the Hal Jordan-Sinestro duo. There's a Hal Jordan-Sinestro uh, Green Lantern duo, which looks pretty cool, Green Lanterns, too. and it looks awesome. Um, Kazajin is part of the, um, the fusion monster that we saw last week. Um, Kazajin has... A defensive trait once per game, you can choose him or an adjacent friendly uh, when they're dealt damage from an attack. You can give Kazajin an action token, and then that character ignores all damage from the attack. So, And there's no stipulation on point value or anything, just the fact that they're adjacent. So that's pretty nice. It okay. basically blue beetles you. So it's 100 points to just ignore one it, attack. It lets him blue beetle to anybody he wants to. Um, he, he himself has 150 or 100 points. For that 50 points extra, you're getting two pretty solid clicks. Running Shot, Imperv, and uh, his damage ability, which gives adjacent friendly super senses on a 6. So there's another power that he's given friendly characters, uh, to, that he's given to his friendlies. He also has Flight, so he could carry him. So he's kind of a mix of a ranged attacker slash support a little bit for your I kinda team. I kind of like him better at 100 than 150. I th- feel like for 50, you don't get enough out of it. He has only one more damage for the top two clicks and one more attack at the very top click, but his stats are exactly the same. Yeah, It's, it's still more impervious, though, too. Yeah. That's... I like him as a 100-point support piece, though, that I can ignore one huge attack once per game. Per Kazajin, I'm running. He's not... Is he silvering? No. Per Kazajin, I'm running. He's okay. Yeah. He'd be um, fun to run in big, expensive, colossal games. Universo, I'm really excited about. This dude, oh, dude. is freaking good. I didn't take much this guy. Sealed? This guy's fucking... You're gonna be good. Okay, he's 71 points wild card. He has no Endom or Flight. He's 7 range, 1 bolt. He has a special movement power, which is nuts. He can use mind control with triple bolt. When he does, increase his attack value by the number of targets... And after action to resolve, heal him of one damage for each character with Legion of Superheroes keyword he hit with that attack. So there's our silver bullet for sealed right there. So he's already a 9. If he gets to target 3 people, he'd be a 12. Not to mention the fact he's a wild card so he could copy Batman Enemy or Sinister Syndicate and get his attack even higher up to he can Mr. Freeze this bitch and get to like a 15 when he does triple target. <laughs> Mr. Freeze this bitch. What I was and then he can get he also has a defense power of Energy Shield Super Senses and he has Shape Change. So he's really stinking hard to hit, and then he's getting triple bolt mind control from you. And if you mind control over 150 points on that first time, you don't really care because the second click, his attack goes up one. So who cares? He picks up in cap smoke cloud. Smoke cloud is a free action. And outwit. So when he uses in cap, he can use smoke cloud as a free action. Yeah, he gets two clicks of outwit. Gosh dang this man for 71 points. I'm telling you, this guy is good. I think a lot of... 
I hopefully people didn't overlook him and just be like, oh, he's kind of cool. Not like, to mention no, that sculpt is super. This fabulous. dude is good. He's very good, especially in Sealed. Yeah. Um. So yet another awesome Legion of Superheroes piece. Speaking of news, they yeah. said that they have already sold out of Legion of Superheroes, which is awful news. And I hope that they're working on getting another print run out very quickly because most stores haven't ordered theirs yet. And you're just losing money by not... When is Lost Man? February. Second February? Yeah, so less than... About a month from now, right? Yeah, but Wolverine the X-Men, they put out a notice that they sold out like two weeks before it came out, too. Yeah. Um, Etrigan the Demon won the Heroclix fan vote. Um, Not a whole lot of people are excited. I'm not mad or anything. You're mad. I'm not mad. I just thought it was really stupid he was on there in the first place. Brave and the Bold is a really recent set. A, he's a remake. B, he's a remake of a somewhat decent set. It's not like he's from freaking Infinity Gauntlet or Challenge yeah, or anything like that. A DC figure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Nah, I'm from Hyper Time. There we go. <laughs> and, and C, this dude was going to get his own clicks made anyway, so let's yeah. be honest. He's a, he's a popular enough character. The other ones, I felt all the other choices on there were at least either I was never made shocked. or remakes of that have been forever old. I was more shocked about the ones we lost after the first month, actually, because there were some in there that a lot of people were expressing they wanted that... Yeah. I think the cutoff line should be pre-car- pre-carded. In ter- pre-carded, pre-special abilities in terms of... I, I mean, it may be asking too much, but I would like two fan votes. I would each time. One for never made and one for remakes. What about that? Never I'd be made. Fine with that. Yeah. that either way, you're getting. You know what I'm saying? Like people are getting a Here's, never clicks, and then people are getting a remake. I don't know enough about pre new fifty two Etrigan. Is pre new fifty two Etrigan like a much different character than current Etrigan? Not really. I don't think so. I don't know that I've seen him in anything. He, was he, he in Trinity he, of? He Sin? was in Demon Knights for. Vin, he, then he was, he in, was in Demon Knights for like. <laughs> I, I can't speak on that because I haven't really uh, seen him. And then he was in Stormwatch for a little bit, like a couple issues. But... Yeah, those are both horrible books, so I didn't really... Demon, Demon Knights Max was wasn't okay. terrible. Shut up. I said okay. Okay, okay. I know what you said. You said terrible. It was okay. Uh, you... Stormwatch has gone off. Yeah, Storm... don't Stormwatch read Stormwatch. Was terrible. Okay. Don't read Stormwatch. I wanted... I was like... I really wanted that book to be good, too, because it had Martian Manhunter in it. I know, that's exactly... The only times it was good was when he was in it. <laughs> He still couldn't save that he book. He still couldn't save that book, even though he's the strongest superhero so, in existence. That news kind of um, inspired our main topic today, which is um, figures that we want that have never been made before. And we're going to each go over our top five for DC, top five for Marvel, and top five for indie slash video games. So non-Marvel DC like Vertigo, Image, Icons, big big names like that. Dark Horse, um, who uh, IDW, Ninja Turtles, which mm. is which is a really good comic Vertigo. this year. I don't know whose list year. that would be on. And Vertigo. So um, any of those and uh, or video game sets and. I want to let. What we'll do is we'll each go through and do our number one, one we would want the most, and talk about, uh, explain the character very briefly, like in a sentence, and why we think it would make a good clicks. I get the feeling me and you are going to have the same number one. For well, Marvel, huh? I wrote some extra ones just in case you guys uh, said the same ones I did. So um, let's let Austin go first for DC. Who, who's your number one DC? Um. I actually want uh, the ta- I want Talon, like the uh, Court of Owls Talon. Son of a 
bitch. Okay, the main dude or a talent? Like, Just a talent period, like a generic one. Oh, okay, that was mine. All right, so I'll cross him off. <laughs> That's all right, I got extras. Just because they're they're really sweet, I really like the Court of Owls, and actually I have a Court of Owls member period on mine too. Um, it would be nice to have a little combo of like minion, Court of Owls member, um, with some misdirection stuff, some anti-Batman tech, that'd be kind of cool. I think they could build some cool figures out of them. Um, Drew. Drew? Your number one DC. My number one DC. Now, all of them I put down are really close together in terms of, I don't know, me wanting them to be... So I'll choose Papa Midnight. Um, a lot of people probably don't know who Papa Midnight is. I have is. no freaking clue. He's from a lot of John Constantine books. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about now. He's, is that the blind old black man? No. He's okay, the no black man. voodoo guy. He's the... The like local gang leader. Yeah, he's John. Guy. He's a constant friend and enemy of John Constant. Was he? Wasn't he in New Fifty Two? Yeah, he's he is in New Fifty Two. Okay, yeah, he's the one who like beats up the bar or whatever gotcha. looking for John yeah. Constantine. All yeah. right, cool. Papa Midnight. So, what cool. would he have like mind control or what? Prob control? Yeah, stuff like that. Something like that maybe. He's he's a, he's in general. Um, I'm gonna go with Jeanette for my number one, who got top three in the fan vote and. Um, mainly because what I've said, she's like the only one missing from Secret Six to finish out that team. Um, she is a really cool character already. Um, if you guys have ever played Silver Banshee, Jeanette is similar to her as far as fighting style and power. She would have some kind of crazy pulse wave, like Canary Cry type thing. She'd have Mystic's team ability, I think. Probably some end cap or, or pulse wave plus end cap, stuff like that. Um, she's a really badass character, and I think she will eventually get clicks. I hope she'll eventually get clicks. I, for one, am fine with any more Canary Cries. Also, she didn't make top three, Hunter. Just, she it didn't? Was, it was oh, Cat, no, Catman Cat made top three. Awesome. Cat, yeah, Catman. Hey, she was... made she made the first cut. Yeah, she made the first cut. Okay. What's your number two, Austin? Uh, my number two was Court of Owls member, but uh, I really want nobody from Batman and Robin, the... Member of the League of Assassins that was under Ducard. That's a good choice. Um, uh, that's the guy that, um... He was kind of. He's like on a, the ship in the big fight yeah. at the end. Yeah, that was a good he's, story. He's line. like a he's a high tech villain that's very. Uh, I'm trying to think of what he's very like deceptive. Like he tries to win over Robin and tries to like get him to turn against Batman. And like, of course, I love my League of Assassins characters, and he's like that cool techie kind of character. And I don't know, he'd just be like a pretty straightforward, like gadgety kind of character. Yeah, he's a cool. He's a cool guy. That Batman and Robin arc was really good. Oh, I love that. Drew, one. who'd you do number two? Uh, Nelson Gent from Dial H from for. Uh, oh yeah, Nelson. Yeah. I never did read Dial H. You did? Even no. though our podcast is named after it, it's insanely good. Um, it, it's it's good. It's it was just so okay. Weird. Okay, it was insanely. <laughs> and I specifically put next to it with Pelican Army because I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty 100% positive that Pelican Army... Would you would you like him to have, like, the Cape Crusader-style attached pelicans to the base? Yes! <laughs> um, my second one is Flamebird. Um, the Bet... Bet is from uh, Batman books. She was Batgirl for a short spell. She's Flamebird in old Batman books, and now she uh, works with um, her cousin, Batwoman, Kate. And she's a really cool character. Kate just got clicks in um, Batman. That was one of my most wanted clicks, and she got made. The figure's not all that great, but she's at least decent. I got to play her a couple times. Um, I love Batwoman. That's one of my favorite books. J.H. Um, Williams is my favorite artist, and he just 
Batwoman Elegy is one of my favorite like stories of all time, and um, it's and art like all around like story plus art. Batman Batwoman Elegy is one of my favorite, and um, Flamebird is becoming a, a bigger, mm-hmm. more important character right now, and I think that'd be a cool clicks. She would be one of those that could have like the Batman family keyword, but play differently than the rest of them. Yeah, not just be you know stealth reflexes and stuff like. She could have a little bit of running shot and some sidestep and, and a little bit of range or some kind of special poison representing flame powers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's been like my big issue with like a lot of the Batman family. It's why I don't enjoy playing Batman family teams that much. It's because they're always like stealth reflexes, close combat expert, in cap or whatever. Awesome, number three DC. Um, I want a heretic. I'm on a Batman kick here. Heretic was the older Damian Wayne. Because we all need more Batman figures. <laughs> But that, I mean, like they, who, they missed a lot of the new Fifty Two. Like, spoiler thing. alert: It's who kills Damien. Yeah, sadly. Um, Heretic was pretty rip cool. in peace, Damien. He's like a big like man child, pretty much. But like, he's really powerful physically, and he's like a big like beater character for League of Assassins, and he's pretty sweet. Punky Drewster, number three. Number three. Who do I have in number three? Hold on. Uh, Mister E, who is a constant John Constantine villain. Constant. A Constantine villain? A Constantine villain. What's he, he like? He's blind. He's got a bunch of... There's a lot of crazy. blind people in John Constantine's universe. There's a lot of blind people. It's, it's like that in any, like, magic. I was, I was gonna say Sargon, but there's already a Sargon. Yeah. He's not bad but either. Is there, is yeah. there a new, that, like, daughter of Sargon, Sargon? Uh, no. But no one wants a daughter of Sargon, Sargon. That's true. And, I'm just yeah, saying, you could get through a loophole that way. He's also, like, if you read Constantine's book, he's like... They introduced two big bads, and it's Mr. E, and it's Sargon. And um, I'm going with Zillia Zox from Red Lanterns. He's a <laughs> badass, and he's hilarious, and he's one of the best parts of why that book is so good and been Which so fun. Which one is Zox? He's the giant... Um, he's the giant ball. Yeah, with teeth, and he's um, the mechanic, and he's always working on the ship. I like, I like the jellyfish, personally. Oh, did you read the most recent one? No. Oh, goodness. God, I can't spoil it. Austin. See, I tried to avoid got to read it on my list because I'm expecting... to read it. I will. If he's your favorite character, you have to read it. Who's I, I, the big jellyfish red liner. Oh, uh, yeah. What's his name? It's not Ratchet. It's, um... Yeah, it is Ratchet. I thought. Is it Ratchet? Yeah, I think it is Ratchet. Um, I tried to avoid putting lanterns on my list just because I know we're going to get a ton of them. Right. That I was, too. <laughs> I just, I really like Zillia Zox. Well, you're going to get one, probably. Hopefully, yeah. Um, there's a lot of Red Lanterns they can do, actually. That's they, one of the they've ones, showed a lot of them so far. That's one of the ones I expect them to do. Gosh, it's going to be so many. Like, are they going to have chases? Or what are they going to do? Austin, who's your next one? Um, Number five. Although I don't like the story arc, um, I'm going with the issue 20 plus Batwing, like the super high-tech suit. Oh, okay, so if if people haven't followed along with Batwing, first of all, Batwing started off really good. Yeah. Um, the first two or three arcs of Batwing in New 52 is good, but it was, um, what's the dude's name? David something. Um, We've talked about it on the podcast before. It feels a lot like Unknown, Unknown Soldier from Vertigo. It's, no. it's about like child soldiers. In and like, Africa yeah. and corrupt police and everything. But um, now, the last couple arcs, it has switched to Lucius Fox's son. He is, like, running this, like, high-tech suit and battling, like, high-tech criminals around the world and stuff like that. And it's just not... I don't know. It doesn't have the feel. And I think that's what I really liked about Batwing was it was so different. Because it was, like, what happens when you take someone with some of Batman's ingenuity and technology 
and dump him in such a, a different location. And now it just feels like Batman 2.0. Yeah. Well, but I do like his suit. Um, I don't think we have a, a super high-tech Batman figure, do we? Well, they made Batwing in yeah. Batman's set, but that was David. Batman, Batman, yeah, yeah, it wasn't It wasn't Lucius's son. But, I mean, I kind of want one because I want a Batman armor kind of cyber suit like that, which I don't think we have a figure like that of Batman. The even. one, the one that the Batwing kind of is. I thought he was more like a carry piece. He's not an attack piece, no, by any means. He's not a power piece or anything. I'll pull him up while uh, Drew talks about his last one for DC. Uh, I got, we got two more left. Oh, do we? Yeah, you said... Oh, I apologize. That's right. Austin took my talent, so I... Okay. You're number four, then. Resurrection Man from, Ooh, good from Resurrection Man. <laughs> I can't um, believe we got this far without saying him yet. Uh, he's insanely cool. He's got some great powers. They could do some really cool stuff with him. If you don't know, he dies and basically... From the way he dies, he gets a power. So if he was, like, burnt to death, I think he gets, like, flame abilities or something. He's got a yeah. crazy power. So what you're saying is he needs to go get beat up by a cosmic entity on a daily so basis. What is, he needs to get eaten by Galactus. He had a really decent book, and they canceled it. That's what I heard. Like, I hadn't had a chance to really read through it, but a lot of people were telling me that it's one of those books they'd recommend, even though it got canceled. Yeah, it's not a bad book by any means. Um, I have a few Doom Patrol pieces on my list. There's a lot of the Doom Patrol that still hasn't been clicked yet. Um, number one being Negative Man. He's a really cool choice on there. And I'll go ahead and do my number five and do Elastigirl as well. We have Elastic Man, but we don't have Elastigirl yet. So oh, those yeah. are two Doom... And she Doom Patrol... On, she was on the vote. Elastigirl Yeah, was. she yeah. got cut. I don't think she, she was made first the, round. Yeah, I don't think she made the first cut. Um, but uh, a lot of people are really wanting Doom Patrol made, and those are two of the bigger the bigger name characters that still haven't gotten made. And there are actually, even a lot of those older Doom Patrol pieces still hold up. Not even just Beast Boy, like um, uh, Chief is really good, Minto is not bad. There's a couple of other ones that are still pretty good. So they need to fill out the Doom Patrol and Secret Six, in my opinion. Austin, who's your last one? Um... I want the New 52 Ares as, like, the old man. The new... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Ares has ever been clicked. Um, I didn't. Yes. I haven't looked. Well... But I figured it was yes. the old school, like, Armor War Ares if they'd done it. It is. Um, what I want is, like, the manipulative, like, not super warrior Ares. He's just, like, there causing chaos and warfare around him. Um, and he's very, he's very wily. I really like Ares and the New 52 Wonder Woman a lot. Um, I need to get caught up on it because I heard there's some fun stuff involving that. There's huge stuff involving Ares. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Drew. My last one's a rogue. Um, it's Murmur. From, hmm. yeah. He's basically Zaz with, out talking. <laughs> Zaz doesn't talk a whole lot either. <laughs> yeah. Zaz tends to go on rants though, so. I mean, Murmur's cool. I just put him on there because I really couldn't think of anyone else. But... We need rogues, and you know we need them. I already said my last one, because um, I did both of mine at the same time. So, we'll let Drew start first on the Marvel side. Who's your number one Marvel you would make? Gore the God Butcher. Oh, good yeah. choice. That was one that I saw when Drew posted that for his Um, He's desperately needed. He's desperately cool. Obviously not Gore without the sword, but just Gore. So what what do you think of power for him? Some kind of like poisonous blade type. Yeah, or... he should have like giant reach, and have a thing where like after he hits somebody, after they put a token, like he can poison them no matter where they are. Because he like he tracks a god like once he finds them, like he 
chases them down until they're dead. Gotcha. Yeah. That's Stuff cool. like that would be pretty sweet. That would be pretty cool. Austin, who's your number one? Franklin Richards. I'm going to stab you in the heart with a rusty <laughs> sword. You know Franklin's my favorite freak. But he's... Okay, would it make you feel better if I want the adult future Richards? No. Franklin Richards? I'd be happy with either one. I'm happy with either one, but I would like the older Richards a lot. Or, uh, fine, I'll swap to Nathaniel Richards. No, you can do Franklin. There has been a Nathaniel, by the way. There has? Yeah. So okay. you can do Franklin. I'll, I'll do Franklin. Then. <laughs> Fucking um, son of a bitch. I mean, he's one of the most powerful beings, and he still hasn't been clicked. Um, he's the most powerful motherfucker. In the future, he is the most powerful. No, it's a Nathaniel Richards of Kang, though. I'm talking it's, like no, this. It, it's not. I, I know it him. is, but it's the same person. Yeah. Um, this is back in the day when they did limited editions with yeah, the same. He's pretty good. We, I mean, like we've we've splurged many times about how great Franklin Richards is and like how he makes Galactus his herald and all this stuff like that. And it would just be cool to get one. Even, like, if it's a kid version and a future version with, like, some sort of mechanic to swap between them or something like that would be cool. Um, what about you, Hunter? Well, since Austin stole one of my favorite characters ever Again. created, <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Prowler, but not the uh, main universe Prowler who we have. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man Prowler, which is uh, Miles's uncle and a huge, um, huge, huge character in the storyline and is... On and especially the first story, and kind of gets his path set. It kind of helps him. I don't know how to phrase it, but basically, if it wasn't for his uncle, he wouldn't be Spider-Man. And it, it's a cool pow, uh, character as well. He wouldn't be super powerful. He'd be more like a. I'd have him at like a sixty-ish, seventy-ish point. Um, Kind of melee piece with the little technology stuff, like maybe some kind of special little ink. Doesn't say much, Aaron like Hunter. That. Karnak is a seventy point melee piece. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> More like a little, uh, like a melee tie up slash um, tech piece. I'm actually really wanting to pick a like I have Ultimate Spider Man on my read list, and I'm really looking forward to starting it. I'm gonna kill you if you don't start that. Right <laughs> Drew, number one, Marvel. Number two, Marvel. Number one, he started. Oh, that's right. I apologize, Hunter. You're terrible. You're number two. Poor Drewster. I forgot I switched you guys up. <laughs> overdrive. Ooh. Overdrive is if there you not don't. An overdrive? I don't think there, there is. There is not an overdrive. Alright, cool. Um yeah, overdrive from you know Spider Man fan. Superior he the giant, like He's the one who wheel? can turn into a car and stuff. He's oh. the wheel yeah, he's the wheel man. Yeah, yeah that's what he's I the wheel man. Literally. He is literally <laughs> the wheel man. So uh, maybe what are you think for powers? Well, kind of Warlock kind of stole his thunder. As I was gonna say, something like Warlock, where he Warlock kind of stole his thunder, but <laughs> yeah, but uh, would he? He could give like bonuses or stuff if superior foes are in the car with him, or get bonuses when he pilots vehicles, like some you yeah. know, some kind of extra, maybe like plus three speed or oh, something kinda, like for that. all those Marvel vehicles we have. Yeah. <laughs> when we when we do remakes, you'll hear like so many boomerangs, so many rogues, period, so many rogues. Um, Austin, who's your number two? Tesla from Shield Red She-Hulk. Um, nah. I'm not familiar with it. Okay, so Nikola Tesla in Red She-Hulk and in the original Shield, not the original Shield comics, there was a short run that was done by, I think it was Hickman. The actually. Hickman run. Yeah. Um, Tesla is a, he's basically a super genius, but he he's part of a deeper Shield organization that's been going from across time. And it's kind of his goal to make sure that the time streams say stay correct. So, like, if people go screw with time, 
he tries to intercede and him and the agents try to stop it. And he also has access to a machine that says like when a post-apocalyptic future event's coming up and what they can do to steer the world towards stopping it. So it's he himself though, he's got like a really cool like battle suit kind of thing with his typical Tesla technology and all that stuff. Um, he's a super genius, kind of like a Franklin Richards like character, like the older one. Um, just he a really ain't cool Franklin. He's level. not cosmic level, but he he's a he's a super genius. He's a really cool character. My number two is Brood from uh, X Men. We never got a Brood. He's a new character. Period. Oh, you mean like a generic Brood? Yeah. No, I, I want Brew specifically. Oh, Brew. Uh, I guess I'd be happy with a generic Brood too. That I really would like a generic. But brood. I'd rather have Brew. I was um, kind of sad we didn't get a generic brood for Wolverine the X Men. Brew is a freaking awesome, hilarious, amazing character, and I just love Wolverine and the X Men and all the books that have to do with the schools and all the new kids, but especially Brew. He's one of my favorites. He is a. Uh, if you guys don't know who Brood are, they're these crazy little swarming, kind of like a Nihilus's, um as far as like swarming and attacking in packs and. You know, bloodthirsty. His drones, except they're, they're alien from they're alien. alien. Yeah, they're basically <laughs> the alien. aliens from Alien, <clears throat> and they're really badass. But he is a very intelligent and tries to kind of fight his urge. You know, his natural urges and stuff. But he's a hilarious nerd character, and he would have he would be very cheap, I think, and maybe like forty fifty points, but have some kind of. Maybe when he takes damage or when he's targeted with an attack, like, he all of a sudden gets, like, a free, like, blade swing at you or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, some kind of retaliation, like, trigger trigger scent type thing. That'd be fun. Um, Drew number three. Equinox. Who's uh, Equinox? He's, uh, he was in, like, the villain omnibus program and stuff. Hmm. He was in Civil War with, like, uh... I've heard the name. I just haven't seen the. He's got. He's He can basically use fire powers, or he's got really unstable powers. He can either turn into ice or fire. So would he have like a dice roll at the beginning of a turn to determine that or something? That would be an incap or energy explosion. Yeah, or poison or something. Yeah, poison barrier. Cool stuff like that. Or you just do two separate dials entirely. He swaps between. Yeah, I think I've heard that name before, but I I, don't think I've ever read anything with him. Yeah, he's not in a lot of stuff, but... Uh, Austin, number three. I want a prophet from Age of Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a... Is it William Stryker, I think? Um, Yeah. uh, In the Age of Apocalypse world, he's... He's the leader of the human resistance at one point. Um, He's kind of like... I don't want to say a Batman-like character, but he's very, like, super tactical. Like, almost a general... And he's very good about, like, setting up his teams and people who have powers, putting them in the right places to get the job done. And it's kind of interesting as a character, though, because he's fighting up against these super-powered individuals that are Omega levels and all this stuff. And he's still able to take them down throughout witting them and stuff. So I'm kind of picturing him as, like, a, not really a combat piece, but, like, a, almost one of those, like, masterminds who sits in the back of the map and draws yeah. lines of fire and moves people into position and stuff like that. What about, I would think of him as, like, kind of like a Amanda Waller type piece. Yeah. Like, where it, he can get in there and fight, too, but you really want him to, or, like, a Maria Hill. Yeah. Like, stealth mastermind. I, almost I mean? like a Commissioner Gordon, actually. Where, like, you can give power actions to move people up and stuff like that and move them into position. Did Andrew Luck just throw a second interception? Please tell me no. No, okay. They just got stopped short of the... Jeez. Sorry, we're watching the Colts game, too. Playing the Patriots, who I... Uh, don't get me started on the Patriots. 
Um, anyways. But I was going to say, it's kind of the thing I like about Prophet, though, is when you read X-Men comics and stuff, you always take it from, like, the X-Men side of things and the mutant side of things. It's interesting to see it from the human side of things, yeah. where they're terrified of mutants and what's gone wrong with mutants and all that. I gotcha. That's a cool choice. Um, I'm going to go with Valeria, Franklin's sister. She is very similar, but... Um, She's an inventor, though. Not... Right. And if, if you guys participate in our dial designs, back when we did team bases, I did a future foundation, and I did... Uh, a Franklin and a Valeria. I didn't do a Franklin Mega Power. I did him like a current. I like a Franklin Valeria duo. Absolutely, but my Valeria, I made. I had her have like tinkering powers, kind of like Hank Pym. Yeah. But I had it where she Gizmo could kind of. Yeah, she she. I would think of her similar to like a Gizmo. Excuse me, like a Gizmo. Um, or yeah. and like perplexing multiple people and, and and granting other people on her team powers. I think she'd be a cool character. It's a travesty that her and Franklin have not been made. I, right I fully point. agree. Like, it's out ridiculous. Of, out of all the characters on all these lists I'm giving, most of them are characters I want clicked personally because I don't think they'll ever be clicked for the most part. But like Franklin and Valeria, the fact they have not made figures for them yet is bothersome. Drew number four. Crossfire. Crossfire. <laughs> Crossfire. I, 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 this is one of the figures that I'm surprised hasn't hasn't been made. Because, I mean, he's really kind of generic, and I figured they would have done it early on. He's a big, he's kind of a big Hawkeye villain. You'll he's... get caught up in the crossfire. Fire. Plus his name's That great. toy was so pitiful, actually, when you actually played it. I um, never got it. I always wanted it. I always wanted it, and I went well, to a Well, of course house. you wanted it. It had I, an awesome theme song. I, either, I remember when that came out, the other popular toy that was out was Hot Shots Basketball. The little yeah, yeah and, I have and, that moment. And I got Hot Shots instead, and I was like, I can deal with this. I like Hot Shots. A friend of mine got caught crossfire. I went to play. It was so disappointed. Austin, there's your number four. Um, I want the Superior Spider-Man. I mean, I figure we're going to get him eventually, but it, it's a given. Like, I want to see what would be different with a similar power set of Spider-Man, but with the Doc Ock style of being, like, a little more sinister. Like, maybe he'd have blades and stuff, where Spider-Man doesn't usually get that. Or he'd have things with drones and stuff like that that Spider-Man wouldn't typically Pretty sure get. Spider-Man's already been clicked on. I was going to say, I guess he would kind of count. because. Doc Ock has been made and Spider-Man has been made, but there hasn't been a Doc Ock as Spider-Man, so I guess okay, we'll, well, then you won't like my fifth the choice. judge will allow it. Um, last, yet another future Foundation character, Bentley 23. Bentley is a clone of the of another super villain. Is and, it the Mad Thinker? Yes, the Mad Thinker. And Bentley is freaking hilarious, and he would be kind of a real cheap character, um... Maybe kind of like Leech, except not quite as yeah, that's what game I was thinking breaking of, as Leech. Like I would picture, I had of him like with stealth and perplex, and um, some kind of special outwit. And maybe like if he does something special, like maybe consumes an object, or I don't know, next to other people that have the same keyword or something. Like maybe he could get a little stronger. You know what I mean? But I feel like mainly he'd be an outwit piece. It, it'd be interesting to me to see him get like a special perplex, where like he could perplex an ally down negative one. To perplex an enemy down. Actually, I think that's how I made him. I'm gonna try to find him while you guys do your next one because I, I made almost all of these guys on that. Drew, who's your number five? Your last Marvel blackout. Blackout. Yeah. Uh, another one. I'm surprised hasn't been made. He's pretty neat. I don't know they how they would you know totally use his light manipulation powers, but they could figure out something. 
I mean, he's kind of a beast. Stealth all of your characters within two. So he'd be the black light. squares. He'd yeah. be the black light ring the character. He's, yeah, just give him black light power. He's really cool. I like black. I like blackout. God dang, mother freaking patriots! Austin, number five. My Mark. fifth one, you're not gonna like. So no, I have just a go ahead and do it. Um, go, ahead, go ahead. I want the what if Dark Phoenix Magneto. Where Magneto gets access to the Dark Phoenix powers, and so he already has his own like prejudices and wickedness and everything, and then he has the power on top of it. Yeah, I mean, but fine, fine. Okay, I want to go with Cardiac. <laughs> wow, Cardiac. Cardiac's Cardi- been made, by the way. Cardiac has. I'm yeah, pretty sure he's been made. I have him. Let me pull him up. I have him. Yeah. Oh, he was. Never mind. Screw that. Okay, never mind. I don't have him, but he exists. I have that guy. Um. Okay, so Austin fails twice. I'm going to go with Miss America, who is from, not the Cap version. Miss America. The Young, the young Avengers version. Have you guys been um, reading Young Avengers? No. no. It's a cool book. You should try it out. Um, she is a ultimate badass. She is a... Um, oh, is she the one that's uh, Sharon Carter's cousin or whatever? No. She's a Latin American um, teenage girl. She has... I'm of Liberty or whatever. Yeah, I think you are. She has... Um, she has some uh, teleportation, like transportation type powers. She has like super strength. She's a good fighter. She's just an all around, and she's a really awesome. Like as far as her character development, and everything. you should have searched something just more than Miss America. America. <laughs> yeah. I tried talking, freaking look stuff up at the same time. So we got a good little mix of choices there. Whenever we were talking, I like about. Drew's choices because they're all these villains I've never heard of, but they sound awesome. Blackout's kind of a Ghost Rider villain. See, I haven't really read much of anything with Ghost Rider in it besides Circle of Four. Alright, so, Drew, you want to kick us off with the... Actually, I'll go first, because you guys got to go first on the other ones. Um, my number one indie comics or video games, I'm going to go with Sandman. And a Sandman, all the characters would be cool, but even just him in particular. I've been reading rereading Sandman here the last... Um, few weeks and I don't remember the last time I just fell in love with the book like it's amazing was it Invincible? It, no this is way better like Invincible's fun and it's really cool when you experience it like, but Sandman is just you never read Sandman? Sandman no. is an wow. amazing literary accomplishment I'm dead serious like see I always wondered if people just overhyped it or if it actually was that well, I don't want to overhype for you but it's very good as I told you it's one of the better literary works I've ever read there, there's a reason all things considered considering every book I've ever read like not just comics yeah it's extremely good but he would be an awesome character to have himself. There's a bajillion and one powers he could have. He definitely would have Mystic Seam ability. Maybe some kind of mind control, um, smoke special smoke cloud. There's tons of stuff he could have. Um, either him individually or a whole set. Because there's some other characters you could click death and some of the other ones too. Drew, who's your number one? The Phantom. The Phantom. If you haven't seen The Phantom, he's a badass. He shoots shit. He's the Phantom. I've seen the Phantom Stranger. No, not the Phantom Stranger. You don't like the Phantom Stranger? I love the Phantom Stranger, but he's already been clicked. Um, the Phantom. Austin, number one? Um, I want Exo Man I War. That's um, one I figured one of us would say, because that's kind of an up-and-coming, yeah, getting it, more popular. The book's getting better and better as it goes on. Like It's very odd at first. 
Um, basically, for those of you who don't know who he is, it's a Valiant comic. Um, he's a barbarian leader that's kind of fighting against the Romans, and he gets pulled through time. Um, or he gets kidnapped by aliens, pretty much, and he finds like this armor suit that pulls him through time. So he's kind of like an incompetent Iron Man, kind of, because he has like the brash, like barbarian style of attacking, and he's very up in your face, but he's got high tech alien stuff at the same time. Um, just a straightforward like brawler armor character. My number two would be V from V for Vendetta. Uh, everybody knows who he is by now if you read comics. Awesome book, and um, he, I don't know. I kind of picture him as like an anarchy style player character, except better because anarchy I don't really care much for. You know what I mean? I want. Something to do with blowing up objects across the map. So kind of like a Damian Wayne mixed with... Yeah, a Damian Wayne but cheaper because Damian Wayne's too expensive for what he does. I agree. And with a little bit of some reflexes and some special... Like he would be a, be able to hold his own in melee too, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm thinking like an 80-90 point figure. What do you want for number two, Austin? Uh, you mean Drew? Drew. I was just going to kind of go oh. back and forth. What do I want for number two? Yep. Numbers 2, 3, 4, and 5 are all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was Turtles. expecting you to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, that's kind of a no-brainer. I don't know. Does anybody have the specific rights to the Ninja Turtles toys? Uh, Hasbro has the rights Hasbro, to their toys. Uh, then they're not getting it, but... Hasbro's really, like, stingy about that kind of stuff. I'll look it up. As a toy company. I do. To look it up for sure while have you're... others, but yeah. Austin, number two? Number um, two. Eternal Austin. Warrior, which is another Valiant comic, um... Effectively, it's kind of like Vandal Savage. He's basically like an immortal, um, but he's spent his whole life studying warfare and studying, like, combat, and he's been... All these important figures through history, like, you learn through the comics, are actually him. So, like, he was Charlemagne, and he was Caesar, and he was all these people, and it's really interesting. Did you say Vandal Savage? He's, he's kind of like Vandal Savage. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard of... Is it What book is he in? Is it called He, showed, he shows up in Exo Man of War, oh, okay. and then he got his own comic recently. Okay, cool. Um, I haven't actually ever read any Exo Man War yet. Um, it's not bad. It's not great. My number three is Jeopard from Sweet Tooth. Gosh. I almost <laughs> said Sweet Tooth Clicks, but the problem would be, like, Jeopard would be the main one I'd want. Yeah, he'd be the only one that could really, like, fight. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a badass. Um, Unless they gave us, like, generic animal people. Sweet Tooth is an awesome book, one of my favorite books, and one of the books when I first got Austin kind of hooked on comics, like... That was... I really got him spoiled on Sweet Tooth when it first came out. Um, I spoiled that on was, Sweet Tooth. That was probably <laughs> the, first, that was the first comic that I had to like wait weekly for. And it drove me almost mad like waiting for it each week. Because it, it was really good. And it was bad about ending on like cliffhangers. But it was. I would definitely recommend that book to people. Jeopard, I would have as like an 85, 90 point <laughs> brawler. Like... He would have... Maybe not... Maybe super strength to pick up lights, some, maybe a blades here and there for like if he has a knife or a hatchet he or something. He kind of reminds me of like Cable if Cable didn't have superpowers. I guess, I guess I can see that. And guns. Because yeah. Jeopard doesn't usually get guns either. Jeopard is just a badass and one of my favorite characters from any comic. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and do my number four, which is The Will from Saga. 
The yeah. will would be better. I would like Saga clicks. Period. Actually, uh, absolutely. But there's just. There I'd rather goes. them wait until Saga gets further because I know that we're gonna get to see so many more cool yeah. characters. I feel like at the moment there's not enough characters to like carry a set. For is the big reason, but there are like one or two characters I really want to see in clicks. The will would be freaking sick, and you could have. Uh, a lion cat like bystander that he can spit out like Alyosha has the lion um, you could do his lance power you know his extended lance where well, he could like uh, melee from so many squares away was Swagnito that did that for the dial design first I think it was Swagnito yeah yeah and that was like cheating like it was the assassin or the bounty hunter oh yeah yeah it was that was a long time ago man it, does, it, feel, like, it doesn't feel like it but it really was Austin who's your next um, I want a Walking Dead set. That's also a no-brainer, man. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. talked about that one before. Like, I've, just, I have dials for each one. I, I just came up and with I have the one. clicks. I just haven't remade them. Yeah. Um, Drew's got more. Drew, I got more. Yeah. Who do you want besides the turtles? Okay, so I I know a lot of you probably haven't played this game, but it's basically Miyazaki clicks. But I would really kill for a Nino Kuni set. Nino Kuni's pretty cool. They. That or Pokemon, either one. I mean, you're already getting Yu-Gi-Oh now. Yeah, but I feel I like Viva Pinata. I feel like all the Pokemon would be a bit <laughs> cut and dry, and they could get a not a lot more variety out of Nino Kuni. But yep, I'd be happy with either one. Nino Kuni was a really fun game. Actually, I never got to finish it. Um, I'm trying to see <laughs> while we're talking if Turtles are only Hasbro. I can't. I don't see the name Hasbro on the front of the toys though. Austin, you want to go with your next one? Um, I want all the figures they didn't clicks in the Assassin's Creed set to make it an Assassin's Creed set. There was no Leonardo da Vinci. There was no Desmond. There was no Altair. They just kind of threw like a couple characters in there. Plus, there's some really cool stuff out of uh, Assassin's Creed Four. They could put three in. and three and yeah. four because three wasn't out yet. Oh yeah, it that's true. Because like what we talked about that one time. I kind of want a Desmond, like a chase or something that has a morph mechanic back through all the different altars or all the different uh, main characters. That could be cool. Um, stuff like that. Invincible Iron Man beat you to it, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they could. The, the, whatever they did, Assassin's Creed, just make it better than the ones you already made because the ones you made. Kind of Not stuff. only are they terrible pieces, like the they're just meh. Yeah, they're, you can go buy a brick of that. For they're poorly bucks. inspired. Okay, so I'm looking at Ninja Turtle toys. I don't think they are Hasbro. They might not be. I looked at new ones and old ones, and I keep seeing the same little logo. It's like a little blue um, play something brand. I'll see if I can find it while we're talking. Well, maybe they could get Ninja Turtles. Yeah, maybe Especially, they should be turtles. It's also going to depend on who has rights to like the Turtles team. is also a very big comics. I mean, it started out as a comic. Have you seen the recent art that's been done on it? Like people the, have been posting it yes, all the time. Yes, the IDW, the new series oh is amazing. Oh my gosh, the art's gorgeous. Have you read the new the IDW? I've read the new one. Oh my gosh. I haven't either, but the art Secret um History of the Foot Clan was freaking awesome. I have the um there's a series that just came out. They have all the original drawings and stuff. In the books, and it looks really nice. It's a big hardback. It's really great. I highly suggest IDW's um, last year's whole run on Ninja Turtles is really freaking good. See that little logo I'm talking about? Play yeah, something. That's what I keep seeing. So it's not Hasbro that does only Turtles. Hasbro may do some Turtles, but they definitely don't do all of them. Um, my number five is another Saga character, and it's um, Prince Robot the Fourth. 
That would look like Prince <laughs> He would be awesome too. Would he have a special screen where he shows a penis? Why not? Yeah. Distract other <laughs> clicks figures. You saw all the crap with that that went down on iTunes, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> uh, and then just invincible clicks in general. Conquest. Uh, we already had an invincible set that was very old and don't hold up too well these days. Definitely need a conquest. I would just like. I would honestly like a full invincible set. Like you, there's enough characters. You could yeah. easily do it. Yeah, you could character. do a full. What's set. the characters they made? Yeah, I've got like conquest, Oliver, Immortal, Monster Girl, Bulletproof, Mauler Twins, Brit. <laughs> like that's just ones they haven't made yet. Then they can remake all. God, the, I'd kill for some Mauler Twins clicks. Um, and that's all I got for my indie. You guys got another indie? No. Or video uh, game? I've got uh, one, and then I want to pick out Ricky's though. Because Ricky had a good one too. On um, I want XCOM clicks. I know they're never going to happen, but I like the aliens. The aliens' powers are really easily translated into clicks' powers with like mind control and stuff like that. Um, XCOM is a turn-based tactical game, so I mean it, it fits the clicks style of everything, um, and it would just be a full generic set really because there aren't any specific characters in it. Um, but Ricky and me were talking on on the thread about uh, he brought up. Uh, Last of Us clicks, and I said Left 4 Dead clicks. Because, I mean, you have the main super, you have the main special infected. Touchdown Colts! Woo! Woo! That was a good pass, man. Um, ridiculous. You have the main special infected from both the first game and the second one. Yep. And you have the jockey, like the jockey you put on the enemy's card, and at the beginning of their turn, you can move the characters. <laughs> that would be so awesome. <laughs> I mean, like, and, and then, like, one of your, one of your friendly characters... Has to purposefully damage the yeah, character has to damage who has the, character, the, jockey the jockey. To get rid of it. And then, like, the <laughs> smokers would be, like, uh, Wonder, Wo- or Wonder Girl, where they pull them to them. Yeah. I mean, like, there's so many fun ones, and then the survivors would just be, like, different weapon types Well, or honestly, Left 4 Dead was something I was thinking about, too, and I was thinking it's actually one that has a good chance of happening yeah, because, because of Dota 2. Because of yeah. Dota 2. And Val- Valve's really good about merchandising out there. I can't like say Dota 2 because it's already been made. <laughs> I would have said Dota I, 2. I can't wait for, to see what the rest of the Dota 2 ones are. So, you see, and that's just three guys' opinions. I mean, we could get, bring three different people in here and no, they could probably, list yeah, off a totally yeah. another, whole another list of characters. So it's like, even though Clix has been around for years and years... We still are missing tons of characters. A lot of these are very popular. Like, not all of... Over, I'd say, half of these, everybody who's listening probably knew who they were. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like we're listing a very... I don't know, I listed a few. No, I know, but I'm saying, for the most part, these are not super obscure characters. I want to know... I would like to see feedback from the listeners of, like, which ones of our suggestions would you like to see personally? Like, I know we asked, like, what would you like to see? Mine are way too obscure. (laughs) <laughs> we'll touch on it in the community qu- uh, section. Um, let's move into what we played because, first of all, we'll talk about Wednesday, where it was 600 points Lord of the Rings and Mage Knight, and, and you ha- you had to play a theme team, and uh, like I said, any of your figures could be from either any Lord of the Rings set or uh, or Mage Knight. But you had to play a theme team, and you had to have at least one person on your team who had an epic action. And actually, you didn't get to go, did you? Awesome. No, I had a team built, but the 
we slid off the road on the way to work, and I was like, screw it, I'm not going anywhere today. Yeah, in case people know, there's been freaking blizzard apocalypse. We got two feet of snow, pretty much, and then it's just been ice ever since, until today. Um, it's really nice today. Everybody got out of work, except for me, because I work at a hospital, and it doesn't matter <laughs> I if... I work in a doctor's office connected to said hospital. A tornado <laughs> could remove 85% of the hospital, and I'd still have to go into work the next day, so that's about how it goes. Um, everybody else has been off work most of the week, or at least a couple days out of the week. I got screwed on my PTO, by the way. I had the day off that we all got off anyway, so, like, they didn't refund my PTO for it. I was, yeah, I funny was story, I only got off Monday. Yeah, but everybody else would have had to use it. their PTO. No, they, they just gave them the full day. Well, then you should talk to your I know, I did, but they said that's just how it works, and I was pretty bummed about it. That sucks. Um... I still fell in sympathy because I was at work, but you know. Anyway, yeah. um, to you. I took Tuesday off too. Yeah, so my truck's been <laughs> my truck's been iced into my driveway all week. I just now got it out today, because, so it's been pretty bad up here because it's been like negative fifty the entire week. Yeah, it's been the coldest it's been since I moved up here. This is the coldest it's yeah, ever been. We went to come into work Wednesday, and we came over a hill. And we saw, like, three cars off the road, and that's the first symbol of, like, this is not going to be a good place to be driving. And we went down, like, this hill, like, ten feet, hit a patch of ice, and just went completely sideways off into the ditch. Like, we weren't going, like, ten miles an hour. Wednesday wasn't as bad, but Tuesday was terrible. There were a few back roads that were really bad on Wednesday. But uh, some random guy just happened to be driving by right there. He's like, you need me to pull you out? And it's like, sure. Nope, want to be in this ditch the entire day. <laughs> well, like, there, of course, are probably going to be people that'll whine about, like, oh, you scratched my car while pulling me out of a ditch. Well, anyways, um, Wednesday, we did end up still having clicks. And we did have a, a slightly smaller turnout because of the format and because of the weather and everything. Um, I just played an Orc Steam team because I, there were a lot of the Mage Knight pieces that I've been wanting to try out. I used some of the Soldier ones. Um, I talked about those last week. This time I tried out the Orcs. I tried out Harrowblade, who's from the starter set, who I said in, in our video review, I think is the best Mage Knight piece, at least one of yeah. the best ones in the whole set. How did he play? He played just how I predicted, man. He is a beast. Um, I played him, Con Bone Spike, who's 175 points. He's kind of the leader of the Ascendant, the Orcs. And I played a Bonebreaker Shaman, who is by far the MVP. And um, I played those three, and then I played three Orc Archers, the ones that ignore Elevated and Hindering. They're very good. And I played Lurts from Fellowship of the Ring. I played, I think it was two Lurts at... Uh... Um, Gen Con. I love that figure. He's extremely good. He has like top dial charge, uh, willpower, yeah. exploit. He's the which is a which those are three powers that don't come too often in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, kick his dial up real quick. I'm trying to think if he's the one I thought he was. And then yeah, he, gets he gets charge flurry, charge flurry blades, but he has to target two different people with each attack. But which still, is fine in Lord of the Rings. In Lord of the Rings, charge flurry blades is nuts. He's only seventy points. He's very good. The three orc archers are cool. Like I said, if they're adjacent to each other, they get to they first of all they have enhancement, and then they have uh, they ignore hindering and elevated terrain. So there's a lot of cool tricks you can do with yeah, them. Both those minions or both those figures were ones I ran a ton of at Gen Con. I loved them. The Bonebreaker Shaman was from Mage Knight. I said he's my MVP. He's 80 points. He has TK barrier with eight range, perplex and support. All of those four powers are powers that are hard to find in Lord of the Rings and Mage Knight, especially for orcs. Yeah. And he supplies me with all four of them. And, ooh, I thought the Colts just blocked the opponent. Um, 
Oh, are they calling rough, uh, running into the kicker? Just because they hit each other? I guess we'll see. Anyways, then he goes on to Psychic Blast. Yeah. Which none like of no my orcs, especially my orcs, are going to have. So he was really, really useful. And if I didn't have him, I would not have stood a chance in any of my games. Con Bone Spike I used almost every game just for his um, epic action. 175 points and I was just using him for epic actions because it's that good. We were playing a 600 point game. So at 600, he gets to choose three characters marked with an action token and deal them one damage. Don't have to be so within like so Saruman, many. So it's like Saruman, he doesn't, but he doesn't have to roll to do it. Right, just, but Saruman's is penetrating. Yeah, but his is not. But it's. I would automatic. almost rather have the automatic. I liked Saruman. it. Was very useful because Saruman screwed me up so bad. Because, horde tokens, get out of here! I just yeah. kill them free every turn. I'm just like boom, you screw your. Because horde tokens usually have combat reflexes or super. Yeah, they they to never have toughness. And so I was just kill, getting tons of points off war tokens. Um, I would hit figures. I had a lot of exploit on my team. I, I made a pretty good team, I have to say. It was a good, balanced team. Did you have fun with the Mage Knight pieces? I had That's a blast. That's what I want to know. I always, I always enjoy Mage Knight and Lord of the Rings, and I try to play them a decent amount mixed in with my other... Like, I try to make theme teams that use one or two of them, like the Soldier team. Yeah. And there was another Mage Knight that I just used here recently. Who was it? It'll hit me in a minute, but I used a different Mage Knight piece, um, too. Uh, Harrow Blade has exploit weakness, and Lurts has exploit weakness, so I would go after, knock people off of their dampeners, and then that way Khan could be hitting them with his epic action. Yeah. And then you got the Orc Archers you can use on different maps and really take advantage of that ignoring Elevated and let them shoot other people while they can't be shot. Um, all three of my matches were super close, though, and... Um, Generally, the strategy was line up a TK with um, the Bonebreaker and Harrowblade because Harrowblade can hit for six exploit, and then when he does, he immediately Gosh, super strength exploit, and then he immediately sidesteps and gets another close combat attack if he kill if he KOs. So I would go after a target that I figured I could kill with six exploit, and then he would I TK him out, perplex his attack, make sure he already had one token so his TA goes off. So he's a twelve attack, six damage exploit. I TK him out, hit somebody, sidestep, hit somebody again for another, you know, four, five, six damage. First match was against the Elf team, went pretty, uh, not easily, but it, we had a crappy map, but it, I won, it wasn't super close. Second one, though, was against Necromancer, um, Saruman, and the, who's the big dude that you were going to play, the dude with the ball and chain? The, uh, Witch King of England. Witch King. He had those three. All three are super hard to kill. If you look at Necromancer, he's 250 points, Mystics, nine clicks of Invincible Impervious. 19 as a... Yes, as a Lord of the Rings piece, and 19 Invincible. Oh, that's the Desolation of Smog one. Yeah, it's a new one. So, he had this uh, Witch King and the um, Saruman, who has like really far range with Outwit and Perplex. Well, I noticed that... Okay, con bone spike is useless. All yeah. these guys have dampeners for days. Um, what I wanted to do was try to make him come to me and then take advantage of my the fact that I can um, shoot without him being able to see me. I should have lost against this team. I'll be totally honest. Um, I just used my worker spiders to block lines of fire so that I couldn't be probed, and then I saved all my theme team probs up to go for a big shot with Harrowblade on the Necromancer. I decided to focus on the Necromancer because 
he's the only one that had um, outwit or uh, willpower. He only has three figures on a 600-point team. So I'm like, if I can take down the one that has willpower, I can outpace the rest of them and probably win on points. And for 250 yeah. points, like he has three clicks of Invincible, but one good six hit and then a bunch of little exploit hits would take him out. The bad thing was I didn't have outwit to just outwit his Invincible. Yeah, true. And look at this Pulse Wave. Oh, god! Necromancer has Pulse Wave with 12 range. He managed to hit my guys twice with hitting all of them for one, like my entire team. Oh, that sucks. Jesus. What I ended up doing was working together a shot. He moved up on a ledge. I TK'd out um, Harrowblade with an object and hit him for um, six plus empower. Or, yeah, six plus empower, so seven. So he had to take four of it. So that put him onto Impervious. And then he killed um, Harrowblade, which was my big main piece. But I was like, that's a fair trade for me. Because even though I just lost my main attacker, he's now on. He's off of um, Invincible, and now I can start chipping away at him. Yeah, and he's down to a 17. So I got Bonebreaker down to his Psychic Blast, and I just slowly but surely took pieces off of him and finally took him down, and I won on points at the end of the game. I killed um, the Witch King pretty easily, and then I was trying to chase um, Saruman down as he ran away. I had Saruman on his last click. Yeah, his last click. The Witch King... When time ran out. The problem with running the Witch King is you have to run him like I was going to with uh, Nazgul's, especially the Black Rider that can carry a bunch of Nazgul's, because what you kind of do is you use the Witch King, but when he gets down dial, you pull him back and you use his regen to get back, because he has like three clicks of regen on his last click, or on his last three clicks. In the last game I was playing against Radagast, who's a freaking boss. Radagast is so good. Saruman, who's extremely good. He can mind control and ignore blocking terrain yep. when he does so. Yep. And but. then um, the Thorin and Gandalf duo, which can do a decent amount of damage. I think they're overcosted. I was going to say, I personally think they're overcosted too. And Thranduil is somebody who I had ignored. But if you look at this, for 93 points, he has a click where he's a 4 damage for 93 points. I thought we sung his praises. With enhancement. He's okay. 4 damage, 11 attack is pretty good for 93. He was pur- Paul was purposefully pushing him so that he would go into that 4 damage enhancement. And then an 18 Mastermind Super Senses in Lord of the Rings is nothing to scoff at. So this team, this theme team, however, wasn't actually a theme team. Neither was my... Uh, second game, second team uh, opponent though. So really, I was kind of playing a little bit of a disadvantage. I thought I was going to lose to this team. I ended up barely winning by points. I actually thought I was losing when time ran out, but it turns out I did kill Gandalf and uh, Thorin, and they cost a lot of points. Yeah, they do. Compare them for two thirty four to the Necromancer for two fifty. Oh yeah, Necromancer is a lot better. They are four clicks of Pinsai though. Running shot too, which yeah. which the Necromancer doesn't have move and attack. Um. It was it was a close match. I made one bad mistake that cost me lurts, and I deserved it. I just messed up a horrible positioning. I I just had a brain fart and uh, lost lurts. I really needed exploit against this team because they all have good dampeners except for Saruman. I was able to use um, Khan on Saruman and Thranduil because neither one of, they both have Mastermind Super Senses. Ah, uh, true. I didn't so that. the goal was to get Sar. I didn't want to deal with Saruman because what do you think you're going to do with Saruman against my team? Mind Control Hero Blade and hit one of my guys for second oh, yeah. exploit. He did. Yeah. He he one shot one of my guys. Then sidestep. There we go. So I really had to get rid of Mind Control. I never did because he kept hitting Shape Change, but I ended up winning on points. He and couldn't I, I sidestep. Getting- con- or he couldn't sidestep swing with him afterwards. Hero Blade, yeah, he can. 
It's not after it resolves. It's immediately after he KOs. Oh, it says immediately. Okay. Yeah, so it was a pretty nasty team. I barely won on points, and I won the whole thing and got the OP kit stuff, which is awesome because that, that was one yeah, of the I'm events. Yeah, you got that stuff. Like, I don't care about AVX. I don't care about winning. I don't really care too much about our Escalation League, but like this is what I really wanted to win was Lord of the Rings because I really want the OP get stuff, and there's no other way I'm going to get it. Dugout really, doesn't get. I was yeah. really sad that I didn't go in the long run because like I liked my team. I was running three of those Nazgul's that have like exploit for most of their dials and like threes and fours, and I was running them with like seven worker spiders because those worker spiders are like what ten, twelve point enhancers or empowers with barrier and leap climb. Um, and then the Black Rider can carry other Nazgul's, and Witch King's epic action uh, knocks someone's defense down too. So like that team with the Necromancer stuff would have been like a cakewalk to me. I would have had outwit and like fifty exploits to just like one shot the Necromancer. I just want to sing Hero Blade's praises because he was so good. And then because I would hit somebody for six, kill him, sidestep, pick up an object, hit somebody for five or six. I didn't even think about sidestepping, picking up an object on yeah. the way over. And to then else. and then they would hit him. Um, in my first game, he hit me, knocked me on the quake. I quaked, hit two people, knocked one to a wall, that killed him, sidestep over, quake and hit two more people. It was like, I was just dishing damage, like, left and right, and he's just a blast to play, too. And, um, that Ascendant TA. He's amazing. All the Mage Knight TAs. We were just talking earlier about, like, TAs we want to see over in the main thing at Dugout today, and I said I want to see the Klingon Ascendant ATA, or TA over in the main series. So, anyways, um, today we played our best build. It was 300 points, and you had to play a theme team, and I made eight of my own little um, battlefield conditions, which are really cool, and people seem to like them. And uh, we did best build for this, so our three finalists were um, X-Force 1 from our Gmail account. I played his team. It was Amazing Spider-Man Dagger, Vampire Jubilee, and Cyclops and Storm off of the team bases, and then the full book. Drew played uh, GL Stocky's team. He had a is it an armor theme team? Armor theme team. Armor theme team with Silver Samurai plus the Hand ATA, the Argonauts Tony Stark, and uh, Split Lip and Rescue with Army Private Pog and Full Book. And then Austin had Grim Guy's team from Reddit, the uh, HeroClick subreddit. He had Gravity Feed Puck, and then he had Guardian Aurora North Star book with Null's Hammer. And um, Austin and I both went, or did you go one and two? I went one and two. I went two, one, and Austin and Drew both went one, two. So X Force One from Gmail, he ended up uh, finishing on top. Um, I enjoyed this team. This is actually three of these pieces are ones I hadn't played and have on my list on my phone of like pieces I need to play very soon. Like Jubilee, Psylocke, and Storm are all three on there. And honestly, I'm going to play them all again because I had to sit out the first round because of the buy. And Psylocke and Storm were so fun and uh, so both good. Both those pieces are so good. They were really good. Uh, Vampire Jubilee was good in the one game that I got her going. Well, it's she like was good. Pieces. Yeah. Um, but she only costs like 30 some points it's like even if she gets killed it's like yeah that sucks because of the potential she could have done but it's like those 30 points like you know like and there's not too many primes you're going to throw on an X-Men team anyway like I can't really think there is there an X-Men prime besides her I don't think there is no there isn't Cerise doesn't have Uh, X-Men I don't think the Magneto doesn't have it does he Uh, I don't think so but I'll look at it while we're uh, talking no that's that's uh, 
I, I Age think of X Magneto. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's the yeah, other one. one. Oh. Yeah, he does. He does have the keyword. Um, first round, I set out for the buy. Second round, I played an opponent who had a lot of super senses and shape change, and I continued my best build, bad luck of never hitting an attack. I missed uh, um, eleven or twelve. I can't remember. Uh, never hit an attack second game, so I got zero points. Thought I was basically out of the running for finishing our best build, but then last game, me and Drew played. Had a pretty close match at first, but I was able to mind control his rescue and make him keep in cap and silver samurai. Oh, that sucks. And we had the zombie um, uh, battlefield condition. So when you KO, the first person that you KO, you get them on your team for the rest of the game on their last click, which she still has in cap. So I kept in capping him, killed her, got her again, and she was right next to him and just kept in capping him while the rest of my team tore him up. So I did beat Drew's team and ended up getting two and one. Drew, how did the uh, the armor team do? Who did you play? What what kind of matchup did you have your first game? I went up against the Iron Man. Uh, I think it was Iron Patriot. It was the Iron Man Iron Patriot duo from Iron Man Three movie, which I seem to see every friggin' week. <laughs> that set had some good pieces. Well, that piece in particular, Listen, we haven't seen it's a lot. Just, it, it's everywhere, and it's I'm getting sick of it, honestly. But um, I kind of played a bit over-aggressive, and I get, it kind of costed me. Um, yeah. He, I just, you know, I should have played it better. Got way too over-aggressive. Hunters in second round, I had the buy, so I was like, oh, I'll just sit here and talk shit. <laughs> Third round, I went up against Hunter, and... We had a very close game. It could have gone either way. Um, it was just, it was just rough, because he, he only mind controlled my. Uh, I should have killed my, friggin', rescue sooner than I did, but then again, Vampire Jubilee was in my face, and I didn't want Vampire Jubilee to get going, so I killed her. One shotter. Yeah. Um. Austin, how'd your games go? How was the Alpha Flight pieces? I, I none of us have played any of those yet. So. Oh, by the way, when you put so, when you play Silver Samurai and you put Hand ATA on him, Realm of Death is always going to be your map choice. It was very almost annoying. every single square is. It was very annoying. A, you have phasing teleport, and I, B, pretty much every single square is yeah, pretty much. That's yours. a good tip. That, in fact, that can be the just the tip. That is, is one of the best maps. Is period. for the Hand ATA the. Realm of Death is a very good map. It's a good map for a lot of situations. That's one of the I better maps. I play that map, honestly, probably 90% of my games. Yeah, like, you play it quite a bit. If It's one of those maps that like you get kind of home field advantage when you really learn the ins and outs of I, it. I tell you what else it's really good for is just book teams in general. Oh, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it you buys go, you enough time to drop your hammers. Well, you can go to the sides mm-hmm. and drop them, and when you go to the sides, there's a wall on each side for you to sit and hide behind yeah. when you drop hammers. Well, what I like too. is there's two avenues of approach down the side. So you can kind of, even if you're playing a ranged team, you can kind of set up almost a kill box and kind of force your opponent to come to you and just get drilled on their way in. Um, I also like its flip side. Blue Side of the Moon is a really nice map, too. It's like multiple layers of elevated and stuff like that. Uh, but I actually played Realm of Death for a few of my games today with the Alpha Flight. Um, Alpha Flight was interesting. Like, it, it's, it's one of those teams I feel like had I had more points... Like, if I had, if I, this was like a 500 point Alpha Flight game, 
I probably been able to do a lot better. Um, but I feel like at 300, I didn't enjoy the pieces I played as much as I thought I would. Um, North Star Aurora is an interesting combo. When they're adjacent to each other, they get plus one attack. And they can both use Pulse Wave as if they had eight range. So four range Pulse Wave. Um, Aurora also has a damage power where if she hits someone with a ranged combat attack, they get negative two attack to your next turn. So, and when they use Pulse Wave, they ignore each other. So what you do is you kind of set up a Pulse Wave trap, kind of. And you kind of hope your opponent doesn't realize what you're doing. So you kind of make your opponent come to you. They get stuck in the Pulse Wave, and you just double Pulse Wave. Each one uses it. And you have, like, with Guardian, Guardian gives them all plus one attack. Because I had two or more um, Alpha Flight on the team. Cool. So they had, like, 12 attack. They had a 12 attack Pulse Wave. Both oh, of them he, he can carry two uh, yeah, alpha flights. But they too. have they have flying symbols, so um, he can only carry puck. He's not a bad piece. Um, so what you do is like you kind of set it up, and then you pulse wave a bunch, or you kind of hypersonic running shot and set up the hypersonic where you land next to him for running shot pulse wave. Um, but the problem is when your opponent realizes what they're capable of, they either keep it range or they try their best to pick off North Star because without Aurora's good. And North Star is good for their first few clicks. Um, Aurora is still okay on our lower clicks, but North Star North Star gets hit once and he drops onto like eights and stuff. Um, Guardian was kind of the same way. Um, he's a good pulse wave piece, has some nice abilities, but his defense and attack just dropped like rocks. Um, my first game was against Harry, and he was running. What was he running? Um. We played on Realm of Death. Oh, no, we played on Hobbit Hole. He was playing the Bane and the Bane Thugs from uh, Arkham Origins. Um, basically, the problem I had was I kind of balled my team up, so I had to use Puck to kind of block line of fire. Because Hobbit Hole has, like, a, uh, a, block, a line of blocking around that whole map. It's not like a wall. It's just a square. Yeah. So that Bane can shoot a rocket launcher through, wall, through one square of blocking. So Harry kind of kept him on the outside, like... I'm Bane peeking in the window of the Hobbit hole with an RPG ready to shoot at somebody. That is a good thought. So so I uh, kept moving uh, Puck in the way to make it where if he's going to shoot somebody, it's going to have to be Puck, and he's not going to get an energy explosion off of it. So, um, I... That Bane... The Bane itself isn't a great figure, is the thing. The problem is that Bane, when he has Anger's Hammer... And he's constantly able to quake and heal up and all that stuff was just a force to reckon with. I agree. What I left in the toilet bowl last night could be good with Anger's Hammer. True. <laughs> um, and the thing is, most of my team was like two or three damage at most. So I really wasn't getting the damage output needed to get through Anger's Hammer. Um, second match was against... What was my second match against? Oh, uh, Batman of Zura and R, Dark Knight Rises Joker, and... Uh, I think one of the Arkham Guards. Um, I caught him with the Pulse Wave trap kind of thing. I made him come to me and I just kept spamming Pulse Wave while Guardian was way back in the corner just shooting shots at him. Um, I ended up taking that game and winning it. Um, the third match was against uh, AVX Spider-Man with Fear Itself Doctor Strange, which I don't want to say was like a hard counter, but it was it was really hard for me to actually hit. Because even with like a 12 attack, 
it was hard for me to hit a 20-21 defense while my opponent has prob, and while he has a 50% super senses from range. Um, I like the alpha flight pieces. I think they could be built to their strengths properly. Um, I would not say that this team setup is one I see myself really running again in the future. Um, overall, it was a 1-2. I won second game. I got 150 my first game and 0 my last. So our winner was X-Force 1 and from uh, Gmail, and uh, we will be contacting you very soon to get your poker chips, see what you want made. I got the shipments out to our December and November um, winners this week. Actually, I already heard back from one guy who said he got his and that they looked great and everything, so I know they should be getting to you guys really soon. And we will be... Our next winner won't come for a couple weeks because that'll be Dow Design, and we still have two more weeks for that. And um, Austin, you're going to be given the second assignment here in just a minute if you want to think of your assignment yeah, for a week two. Um, so that was what we played, and we kind of had just a tip mixed in there. We're going to go move into community. Our community section. Our question this week was kind of playing off of our main topic of what clicks would you like to be made. It, uh, I basically posed it as, you can make three clicks that have never been clicks before. What would it be? Now, of course, this was a very diverse, you know, um, question. You know, we we got tons and tons and tons of answers. I, I'm trying to think of ones that we saw quite a bit. Pixie, I did see more than once. I saw Jeanette a few times. I like the Thunderstrike. I Manifold. Manifold is a good choice, who's now a big Avengers character. Um, Deathstorm, which is the Firestorm. That would be... They could do the entire... Um, crime Syndicate. Crime Syndicate. I agree. Um, other than that... Uh, Simon Baz was on there a few times. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is... Oh, which I think we'll... I think we... we they have actually Spawn. shown... I saw a lot of people yeah. say Spawn, too. I think we will actually... That is a good choice. We should have said Spawn. Yeah, I, I was I actually I was actually thinking you were going to say it, Drew. So I didn't even put it on my. Uh, list. I, you know, the problem with this was I did this in like fifteen minutes. There's <laughs> also just too many choices. I yeah, mean, <laughs> when you can literally think of any comics, you know, thing that's ever. And it's kind of the other thing that kind of sucked was I built my list and then like I would think of something better and I'd have to edit and then I regret editing certain ones off there. Um, there's a few Assassin's Creed characters on there too that I've seen too. So, I mean, apparently we're not the only ones who really want an actual good Assassin's yeah, Creed. So. Very funny. A lot of people said Killer Moth. Um, I did actually, both on Reddit and our Facebook, uh, people said su- A Superior Spider-Man. I think Killer Moth should have one. Um, this is one that I can't believe I didn't think Professor of. Professor Pig. Pig. Oh my gosh. Um, he's a becoming a more popular Batman villain. He's been in more Batman books recently since... Um, when Batman and Robin started, he was the part of one of the biggest stories in there. Not the New 52 um, run, but the run before that. He was a very big part. When are we getting Crazy Quilt? <laughs> um, Colossal Mogu. <laughs> are there any other ones that we heard like multiple, multiple times? I, I see Killer Moth in bold, <laughs> underlined. I don't think there's really any other ones that we heard multiple, multiple times. So, good, of course, a big diversity in the answers there. Um, best build we already talked about dial design this week's was minion um, we got quite a few answers on there I we haven't done the gradings yet we'll be doing those tomorrow hopefully we can get the scores up tomorrow and the um, feedback and everything 
and we'll do our feature dial next week for which minion that we like the best. Um, I really like the Hawkeye minion personally. The the um, tracksuit mafia guys who say bro all the time. There, uh, if you've read Hawkeye by Matt Fraction, that you will absolutely love that entry. If you guys want to check out the dial design thread and look at some of these pieces. Um, as far as our YouTube channel, I have yet another rules explanation video. This week's is about Absorbing Man. It was a fun video. I watched it. And um, make sure you watch next week's, Austin, oh, I will. in particular. Um, is it going to make fun of something I screw up all the time? No, no, no. You should just, <laughs> just watch it. Just mark me saying you need to watch it. This sounds really ominous. Um, Absorbing Man is it does. a pain in the butt, and I knew that a lot of people, you know, not just locally, but a lot of people would be wanting info on him, so... I thought that was a good piece to cover. I kind of went through what he does and doesn't get around. And I feel, uh, feedback on the rules videos have been very strong. So just remember, guys, if check those out. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give them a give them a watch. They're all uh, ten minutes or less, and they really I I try to go into detail a little more than usual on those to show you why, not just say. Not just say, no, you don't get to use this. Explain why you don't get to use it. So you guys can kind of learn these things and then apply them while you're playing clicks and come to your own conclusions, you know, uh, when on future pieces. I'm going to interrupt you for a second just because commercial reminded me while we were talking about Assassin's Creed, I want a Benjamin Franklin clicks. They could do Ben Franklin and Deadpool. Yeah, they could. Ghost of Ben Franklin. Um, email question this week. We only had one, and it was from X-Force 1 who won uh, Best Build, so congrats to you. What is your favorite TV show of all time? Now that's oh Jesus Christ! That's a loaded, a really hard question to answer. So we'll go top three. Breaking Bad is definitely <clears throat> in the top three for me. I, I don't know you two if if it's in your top three or not, but um, no, it's not my top. Three. It's up. It's close, but it's it's not top. It's three. not top three. My top is going to be Game of Thrones. Just because no show has had me on such an emotional roller coaster as that show has so far, and the new season starts in April. I mean, like, it's one of those shows that everyone said was good, and then I sat down that weekend, and I didn't leave my room and just watched it all the way through. Took you long enough. You got one more. I still haven't watched any other way up, by the way. Gosh, what's... This is a hard question. I, I already know my three, because I'm a big... I watch TV all the time. Uh... Scrubs and Chappelle show are definitely my always my top two. Scrubs, Scrubs I think, is up there very me. slightly. It just speak a it speaks to my heart because I've always been involved in healthcare. B he's just very relatable really characters. Well it's extremely well written. The actors are perfect. That's one of the best shows, most underrated shows of all time. Um, Scrubs is my favorite. Chappelle show a very close second, and Batman animated series. It is always in my top three too. It'll always hold a very special place in my heart, and it's just extremely well done. Still, the best um, comic book themed show that's ever been. Young Justice is extremely good, but Batman animated series it, still holds the. Crown. They were talking about this on Reddit today. Someone linked a picture of the Doctor Freeze episode. You know the one or Mister Freeze where he. Uh... Yeah, you know. Yes, I know. Yeah. Yes, best show. Oh man, that. 
I mean, it's one of the most emotional episodes. The best ever. animated show of all time. I mean, people. That's of course a very arguable thing. But if you've never watched the whole entire series, it's definitely the best it, it's, superhero comics related. It still holds up too. That's the thing. Like a show that came out when I was like six and five, like that I watched literally for ten years straight growing up. Like the fact that you can go back now, fifteen years later, and, and it still is good. Is just remarkable. All right, um, my three are Twin Peaks. I haven't even heard about Twin Peaks. Really. I've heard of it, but never watched it. What yeah. is it about, Drew? It's about okay. So the basis of Twin Peaks, without spoiling it, it's a really old show from the eighties. Basically, the basis is that this girl called Laura Palmer, called named Laura Palmer, gets killed. And I'm sure people call her Laura Palmer. Too. Yeah, well, they call her a lot of things like bitch horse slut. What a coincidence! That's what I call you behind your back. Yeah, you do. Anyway, basically, she gets killed, and the story of the show is involving learning about. It gets really weird towards the end. It gets insanely weird, but it's got supernatural elements. I was gonna say, did that used to come on WB? A long time ago at night. It was like an later. ABC show, but they might have reran it. Like, a, did it come out a little after, like, Buffy time era? Because I think it used to come on when I would go to bed. It might have been reran. And it had a little, like, um, kind of Buffy-style, like, supernatural stuff sometimes. It I, ha- I think I've seen an episode or Basically, two. the main character of this show is insanely likable. And it's just, like, all the characters are enjoyable. It's probably my favorite TV series of all time. Um, American Dad. Oh yeah, is just definitely up there. I was gonna say my number three is probably a tie between American Dad and Futurama. Animated comedy, it's definitely American Dad and South Park. For me. It's just oh, American Dad is probably just. I mean, like how Drew. Every time us three get together, we talk about American, we American Dad. <laughs> quotes come up at least. We're like, never together for more than an hour and don't do at least a quote or discussion of American <laughs> Dad. <laughs> No, this episode's better. <coughs> Old Stand on the Mountain's still the best. I seriously, I that's my go-to show. Like, if I'm bored and I just need like something running in the background, like I kick open Netflix. I've probably seen every episode like nine times. I've just I've never, never seen a show with its jokes so well crafted. It's like, the writing, and I was thinking about that. Like, I was watching one episode, and, like it was like a shitty. Like the joke wasn't even like great, yeah. but it's the delivery of some of the jokes that <laughs> yes. make you laugh anyway. Crab rifles. <laughs> And my third is probably Lost, and I know... Oh, Lost, man, I love Lost, too. Uh, I need to watch it. It just gets ruined, though. Like, listen. Okay, sorry. Listen. Understand <laughs> where I'm coming from. I watched Lost religiously. I was one of the people on the forums debating who the fuck Jacob was what and the what... the smoke monster is. Just all this <laughs> other shit for just constant times in my life, and... Yes, it was a disappointment, but you got to understand something. It was the ride that got you there, and it was when uh, I didn't watch Lost when it first came out. I watched it when it first came on Netflix, and Lost is there's a lot of shows that do this, but Lost is by far, and it's it, apparently it's not just me because other people I've talked to have said the same thing, and you can well, tell you guys can tell me if you've had the same experience with the show. Lost is the show that perfectly personifies the, I just watched another episode, 
and I really should go to bed right now, but, but there's no be, way in yeah. hell I'm not watching the next one. I have to watch it. I have to watch the next episode right now. And then you look at the clock, and it's 6 a.m. That was my problem with just Game watch. of Thrones. Like, Lost is that that show in a nutshell. Like The the cliffhangers are just so God, incredibly I amazing. I, really I remember watch watching the, se- the first season for the first time, and I watched it. I watched the first episode, I watched the pilot on live TV, and I was like, this is insane. What am I watching? (laughs) But then it kept going, and I kept watching, and I kept watching, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is amazing. It's great in the beginning. It's beyond amazing in the beginning. It's great in the middle, and it stays pretty solid, but the last couple seasons aren't as good because you know what's coming. It's not, it's just so different. I think it, it's a. I appreciate the last couple seasons, and I, I'm not super disappointed in them. It's the fact that the beginning and the middle is so good is yeah. what kind of ruins it. Because then when you compare you will, it to the end, it's not. I will be rivaled to say you could not find a better season to television than the first and second seasons of Lost. Oh, definitely. Um, because I think the Writers Guild strike happened in the middle of the. Season. The Writers Guild strike. When I watched Lost, the third I, it was either the third or fourth season happened, and Lost was away for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, I think that's when it. I think that was what a lot of people said was the reason the quality kind of declined for it, was because uh, the writers' guild strike really screwed up with the writing stuff. It's just like they weren't afraid to do things, and it was really good. And then they got afraid to do things, and it was really. Um. We are not going to talk about comics today. We're actually going to do a video game section today. We haven't done this in a while. I'm so happy. Um, Austin and I have both played um, some comic book themed video games, and then we'll all kind of talk about other games we've been playing recently too. Um, first of all, we've talked about Lego Marvel before. I had mentioned that I had played it for a day and that I thought it was a great game for kids. It the Visually, it's pretty nice. Um, the mechanics are okay, and the characters' diversity is very good. There's oh, yeah. a lot of different characters. Especially with the DLC. But if you're an older person, you're going to get tired of the gameplay formula pretty quick. But if I was a kid, if I was 8, 9, or 10, I love this, shit. this game would be a, yeah. you know, the best thing ever. So I didn't end up finishing it, but I appreciated it. And then Austin bought it on I Steam. It and on, played yeah, it. I got it on Steam sale for like 15 bucks. What did you think about it? Um, I binged on it for like two days. Um, I got my money's worth out of it. I will say that much. For 15, 20 bucks, I easily got my money's worth out of it. Um, it kind of reminds me of a crappier version of Donkey Kong 64, kind of. Where like you have so Donkey much... Donkey Kong to... 64 is way more in-depth. Yeah, that's game. what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Was this is like a really watered-down version. It's just so much you to collect. You compare Game I, of Donkey Kong 64's I, caliber to that. Letter. I don't even want to say that Donkey Kong 64 might be the best game it's of all. Aaron, it's on my top ten list. Aaron, Aaron sat down and replayed through the whole game recently, and he still can't find half the golden bananas. I need to play that. It's so in depth and like it's uh, so hilarious. We're just gonna talk about Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> okay, so Donkey Kong 64 is great because it has bananas. It has so much stuff that okay. So when you're a kid, you don't have the internet. Well, we didn't. Right. 
So you're playing this shit and you're like, whoa, you're where? You're blind. You're just like trying to... <laughs> and we're to too eat. poor to afford a game show. <laughs> exactly. There's this big fucking sign in the middle of the doorway telling you you need 20 gold bananas and you only have 19 and you can't find that last golden banana. And you literally spent like 20 hours searching for this golden banana. I'm going to put on my Cranky Kong beard and be like, back in my day, we didn't have the internet to tell me where to find that 20. By the way, I'm going to go on a rant about Donkey Kong Country one day, but... We'll, uh, just rant about Donkey Kong Country, one of the best games ever created. I didn't say it was a bad rant. Okay, I didn't enjoy Donkey I'm Donkey just Country. checking. You, I didn't enjoy Donkey Kong Country. I'll turn off the face. The SNES Donkey Kong. It was okay. I just didn't. Are you high? I just didn't. No. Do you kiss boys? Are you? Do you maybe? <laughs> we don't the care. The price is right. <laughs> if you kiss boys at Dial H for here. Um, so let's move off of DK sixty four real quick. Um, <laughs> so Austin enjoyed Lego Marvel. Um, overall, I feel like it was just it was a lot of content, but the game itself got kind of grindy because you're kind of doing the same things over and over. Yeah, and that's over. what I was saying. The formula gets tired quick. Yeah, it's like you go to a puzzle and you're like, okay, this puzzle probably needs this person to do it, and then you swap to that person, you do the puzzle, and they're not really like puzzles that require you to think. It's just kind of walk up to something and press a button. Um, exactly. It was re- it was fun collecting like all the different characters and unlocking all the characters, and some of the mini games were fun. But it just it dragged on, and after like two or three days of playing it nonstop, I was like, you know, it's fun. I don't see myself playing this anymore. I'm not having fun with it anymore. And I, as you said, if I was like eight or ten, I would be all over this game. Like this would probably be my favorite game, but. Colts are down by 11, but they just got a safety. Ooh, dang. So now they're only down by 9, and they <laughs> have two Superman minutes. Superman jump. He's like in the air for a second. Um, <clears throat> let's see. The um, I played Arkham Origins. I just started it yesterday, and I am a very big fan of the other Arkham games. They're very good. Um, Austin still has yet to play either one of them. Which is extremely disappointing. Either what else is new with me to you guys, apparently? Seriously, though, you can't play a game of that caliber. You can't play Bioshock and Arkham uh, Asylum or I have Arkham to be City. in the mood to play those games. No, you, no, you, you play really it for five don't. minutes and you'll be in the mood to play Probably. It. It's just Especially me. Arkham Asylum. Like, and this starts yeah, out. Seriously. So I meant to grab them on Steam sale and I forgot to. You can get it, Arkham Asylum for like ten bucks. It's ten bucks. I can't think of a better value game for, I mean... You won't spend a whole lot of hours, like 20 hours, you could do everything completely. But the experience is way worth it. And you're going to want to get the Riddler trophies in the city. When summer sales roll around and they'll have the full game of the year editions of all three, I'll probably grab them all on sale. Um, I will say Arkham Origins, so far, I'm not that far into it. If I had to predict, I'd say I'm about 25% a third of the way through it. It's a little weaker than the first two, slightly. Um, I still like the first one the best just cause, because of the experience of going through the asylum. It was... And the beginning, yeah, like, yeah. the whole scene, the whole setup for the game is just amazing. The thing about the first one was, though, it got you really excited because you were like, this is a bad It was the game? first time you experienced yeah. it. And by now, as amazing as it is, you're just so used to it. Yeah. And you, but it's funny because while I'm playing it, I just kind of took a step back and looks like, I just really appreciate this yeah. game that it exists and that you can be Batman and that it's this perfect. Like, it's yeah, this it's... responsive. The combat is, like, literally realistic. It's just, like, if every superhero could have a game that worked just as perfectly like that... We wouldn't have Superman 64. This world would be... 
That game was so How dare terrible. you bring up that abomination? <laughs> you guys don't understand. I rented that game, and that was the worst five bucks. You know the Batman game was great? The Batman game for NES. You'll never get that five dollars back. The Batman there. game for NES was amazing. Yeah, I know. It was great. It was a 2D platform. I mean, that was, that was really one of the difficult. best NES games, actually. Uh, any uh, The Spider-Man games on PS2. I, I like really the one, uh, good. There was one for Game Boy. It had a lot of obscure villains in it too. Like honestly, the the most recent couple Spider-Man games on on gen, current gen consoles haven't been bad. Uh, Maximum Shattered, Carnage is amazing. Um, Shattered Dimensions. Did you play? Have that? you ever played Max? <laughs> no, I haven't played it. Oh, Maximum Carnage on uh, yeah. Genesis. Uh, yes, that was a good game. You're right. Um, anyways. Uh, Arkham Origins very good. The premise is that this takes place before Asylum. It takes place right when Batman has only been Batman for a couple months. The GCPD has never come face to face with them yet. They're still trying to kill you every step of the way, like the cops and the uh, villains. And the the premise is that um, you it's Christmas Eve, and you're trying to stop the Black Mask, who is the current in this time period that the game's taking place. Like, he's the current big crime boss dude. Like, not the Penguin and not anybody else. It's Black Mask. And uh, Black Mask puts out a hit on you. Yeah. And it's like $50 million. And so all these assassins come out of the woodwork trying to kill you. And you have um, eight major ones. Killer Croc... Deathstroke, Deadshot, Shiva, Copperhead, um, who am I forgetting? Bane, Bane, Firefly, and Anarchy. Now, you also have Enigma, who's setting little riddle stuff for you. You have the Penguin, who plays a major role in the story. You have um, other minor villains that you see time to time, like Zaz and Calendar Man and people like that. I'm a big God. Real... Calendar Man's appearance in City he's been in every one so far. You just walk in that basement and you're just like oh my a God. character as obscure as Calendar Man has been in all three of the arc, and games. he's amazing. But, um, I'm a huge fan of Zaz too, so I love seeing Zaz in the the second or this one too. But Calendar Man is extremely underrated. But um, anyways, the the assassins are out hunting you while you're trying to do all this other stuff, and then you'll come into co- conflict with them during certain parts of the story. The story's very well done. There's actually a really cool plot twist already that involved the Joker being involved that you don't even... You don't know the Joker. You've never met the Joker before in this game. Yeah. And so, like, it's just... The story's well done so far. I'm very much enjoying it. Um, the combat is pretty good. Oh, Electrocutioner. That's one of the other oh. main guys. Electrocutioner. Anarchy's not one of the um, assassins. He's just a big part of the story. And, uh, yeah, Electrocutioner is the only one I wasn't familiar with. I've Even Copperhead I've seen before. I hadn't seen anything on Electrocutioner. It's funny because in the first boss fight, the first time you face off against him, he's sitting there talking shit, and you're, like, in this pit area, and you have to fight him. Your shit's talking shit, and it's, like, daring you to go up to him, and then you go up and hit punch, and you just kick the shit out of him and knock him out, just clean, just, like, boom. It's really funny, and everything's just like, hmm, that was how easy it was, but then he gets up and yeah. gets away. Anyways... Um, Deathstroke's fight, amazing. Awesome sauce. It's kind of how I... It's... I can't think of a better way to do it. Copperhead's... Copperhead's fight that I just did was also really, really cool. A character like that who's kind of semi-cool, the fact that they made this badass of a fight out of it was actually really awesome. I would like to see Deadshot. Killer Croc's the first one you fight, and he's pretty easy to take down. 
which sucks because he's one of my favorite guys. Killer Croc, but he spot. plays such an amazing fight in City, City. and Asylum. His parts in Asylum too that it makes up. That for fight it. in Asylum That's where one of the you're best in ones. the sewer is just. Insane. I tell you who's still my favorite though so far. I, I haven't beat all of them in Origins yet. Scarecrows is my favorite. That. Scarecrow. You don't understand. You gotta play. You don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) You gotta play these games also. Just don't beat me again. So Origins, highly recommended. I think it's the lowest out of the three, but it's that's not saying anything. That's saying like what's the worst out of fucking cake, cookies, and pie? Like, you know, what's the worst one? Clearly pie. Yeah, I agree. (gasps) But uh Pie so over. It can be pie good. Amazing. Pie so over. Pie yeah. can go ahead of cookies if pie exactly That's is it. made okay, but it never is. So highly recommended. Drew, what have you been playing? I played a game recently. It's an indie game from um, someone called the Fulbright Company. It's called Gone Home. Now this game is interesting. What Gone Home? Got really overhyped, so I'm interested to hear how you thought. Okay, thought about it. Gone Home is one of those games that I saw a lot of people talking about, and it's definitely not overhyped. Um, but like people were calling it like Game of the Year. Yeah, it could possibly be. Um, you gotta understand that games can be nothing but story, and there can be no gameplay. And still be a functional game. The thing about Gone Home that (laughs) is amazing is that you think it's going to go one direction, but it goes in a completely direction that makes you feel totally good about yourself. And if you were born in the 90s, if you were born in the 80s and you were a child of the 90s, this is kind of your game. Because this. Like, they, there's mentions of Street Fighter, uh, people borrowing Street Fighter for the SNES and learning the moves. And it's just, there's so much X-File tape recordings on the VCR. It's just the shit, man. And, like, oh, it reminds me so much of when I was a kid, and it's just... I saw the... I saw one of the trailers for this game. I watched a Let's Play of it. Okay. It looked intriguing, but I haven't seen any gameplay of it. But I saw the trailer a couple months ago. Actually, me and Ashley saw it. We both were like, oh, that looks kind of cool. I might check that it out. It keeps you on a hook. For, and if you do play it with Ashley, let her watch because it's one of those games that I keeps... I always let the women watch what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Or participate, you know. Just... <laughs> it just keeps you on a hook for a long amount of time and you get... Like it's just you're exploring shit. Oh my god! It's it's an adventure. game. It looks man. really cool. It's kind of an adventure game. It's more of an exploration game. Yes. Your ex- adventure explanation. Oh my god! Are you shitting me right now? Wow! That was how down. unfortunate. Both his knees were. The how unfortunate of an interception is that? Right there, man. Now that's gonna go against Lux stats, but that was not Lux's fault. Sorry for all the podcast listeners, but we're just really bummed out. How do you miss that? And how does it go directly that into wasn't his an interception. hands? That was a fumble. That was a, oh, my arms happened to be out and the ball plopped right in the middle of it. Anyways. Anyways. <sighs> gone Home. Neat game. Um, check it out if you like, you know, exploration and adventure. You're just in this big house and you start thinking the worst is going to happen because you played so many games. Also, the Stanley Parable. Stanley Parable's great. You should play the Stanley Parable. Oh my gosh. 
that game, have you heard about it, Hunter? I've heard the name. I haven't okay. seen anything. So on. basically, you're like this straightforward office worker, and like the the narrator kind of tells you what to do. So he's like, and Stanley walked out the door and turned to the right. Well, you being the douchebag you are can walk out the door and turn to the left, or you can turn around and jump out the window, or you can do anything you want. And then the narrator has to correct the story based on what you do. So, like, if you keep defying him, like, it screws up everything, and he, like, pulls you aside into this little area and explains to you how it's his job to give you the instructions. But it's, there's so many endings. Like, I was watching Jordan play it, and it, I laughed. Like, it's the, a great game. There are so many interesting games that have been made lately. It's a good time to be a game fan, because there's so many offerings. It's just, yeah. it's... Now, my personal favorite that I played another 100 hours of in the last few weeks has been XCOM. Um, for those of you who played the original XCOM back in the day, um, and those of you who don't know, um, XCOM is a tactics game. I love tactics games. I feel like there are not enough of them out there. It's kind of a, I don't want to say a dying genre, but it's not one that sees a lot of light of day recently, where you kind of, it's like hero clicks. You have a gridded map, you're moving stuff, um, then you're taking actions. Um, you only get so many actions per turn. Yeah. And you have different units that have different abilities and powers yeah, and like, capabilities. It, it It's actually a decent amount like Heroclix to an extent, yeah. to the basics. But like uh, in XCOM, the story is kind of like, you're a secret organization on Earth that's fighting against an alien invasion. Like, aliens are starting to show up around the world and they're starting to get a little malicious. Like, So all the governments pull together their money and build the XCOM project, which is the this military complex, and you answer alien threats, either by shooting down UFOs and then searching them to salvage stuff out of them, or um, going to stop, like, if they're attacking a city or something like that, trying to, like, scare the people. Well, the way the game works is it's hardcore style. If someone dies, they're dead. So you build these little squads of, like, four to six people... And you really kind of get attached to these characters, because you run multiple missions with them, they live through the missions, and, like, you give them their own, you can just customize them however you want, um, you give them their, each piece of their gear and all that stuff, and it kind of sucks when you go, like, 10 to 12 missions with somebody, and then they die in, like, a freak accident, like, an alien you didn't see runs around the corner and shoots a gas tank next to them or something, and you just lost this guy with, like, 20 missions of experience and all this stuff, and you kind of have to work around those setbacks and you're trying to gather technology. Like you don't want to like just outright blow up everything you find because then you destroy stuff you could bring back to research. Um, it's a really good game. Um, if you're big into tactics games, I'd recommend it in a heartbeat. Personally, I'd recommend it to anyone. If you're big into tactics games, you're already playing this game anyway. Yeah. It's yeah. That good. I mean, it's, the, it's the tactics game. Honestly, it was it was my game of the year when it first came out. The expansion came out, I think, last year. I just finally picked it up on Steam sale and was playing through it. Um, the care, the different aliens are really cool. I love... It's got this comic book style where everyone's like really beefy looking with proportions and everything. Um... Firaxis is easily my favorite game company. They do the the Civilization franchise. Um, They picked up XCOM, and then, like, they've done a few other franchises I've really loved. Um, They they have nothing but love for the games they make, and the quality of product they produce is just, like, unparalleled. I I haven't played the expansion, but I played the original one, and I I liked it quite a bit. I didn't have a whole lot of time to play it. I just played the main story, but I liked it a lot. And I usually don't like... 
I don't like games like that, usually because they take too long to play. Yeah, beat. I can understand. And that. I have very limited, like, saying you spent 100 hours on it recently, yeah, right. <laughs> I It'll take me a month to beat a 20-hour game of Batman. Like, it'll take me forever. See, what's, so. what's fun is me and Aaron have sat down, we were both playing it at the same time. So it's been it was kind of fun to, like, walk in, walk in his room and be like, so what did you do? And he'll, like, show me the mission he just did and, like, his squad and what he's running yeah. compared to what I'm running. But I did enjoy it quite a bit. And I enjoyed the challenge. It's challenging, it's but def- it's not too challenging where you... The original was gimmicky challenging. The original cheated. And it's not one of those where... I swear this game is cheating. No, it literally would cheat <laughs> yeah. and make you lose on purpose. The original... I love... The original game is a classic. Like... Oh, it's uh, one... Like, it's PC game... It's one of the best PC games ever. <laughs> but it, it, that game... The computer is a cheating bastard applies to that game 100%. I, uh... I've had so many times, like, you'd start a mission on the original game... And a psychic alien would make one of your guys panic who has a rocket launcher. And he'd blow up your whole, whole squad turn two. And you'd be like, wow... This is bullshit. And you just lost, like, your ten people you've spent the whole game grooming into super soldiers. Yeah. And you lose completely and have to start all over pretty much. But uh, I would definitely recommend, especially if it hits Steam sales and stuff, pick it up. Um, if you like Hero Clicks, I think it's definitely worth trying for you. Um, it, it's kind of that nice little, like, thought process of moving stuff around, taking your actions, all that stuff. So that's going to be it for us today. Uh, don't forget dial design. We will. Austin, did you give your? You didn't give your. No, sign? I did not. Oh, sorry. We need to do dial design real quick. Uh, what is your assignment for week two? We haven't done a mystics one yet, have we? Like a mystical keyword? Yeah. Um, we did. Let's see. We did a deity one. We did it. Did we do a cosmic one? I think. I think. I don't know. So I guess we haven't done a mystical one. There you go, mystical. All right. Um, I want a mystical character. Um, give me your spell slingers. Um, you would you like to limit it to DC and and Marvel only though? I would like to limit it to DC and Marvel only. Okay. Sorry, third party people, but it's a lot harder for me to judge dials that I haven't personally. Yeah. I don't know the characters that. I way. agree, and the thing is, not only does it have to be somebody that. Austin's familiar with it needs to be somebody that we all three are relatively familiar with. Yeah, you know I mean? or at least somebody I can look up and get a good feel for. Like, some characters we've had pop up, it's really hard for me to judge because, like, oh, I see these cool powers and usages of powers, but I can't find anything to gauge whether that's accurate for the character or not because they're kind of obscure. Um, so, I mean, like, just a straightforward Marvel DC spellcaster. Um, your John Constantine's, your Papa Voodoo or whatever... Um, he Papa Midnight. That all up. <laughs> Papa Midnight. Papa Voodoo. Your Papa Voodoo. <laughs> your brother Midnight. <laughs> uh, Doctor right. Strange's. I mean, come on. So week two dial design assignment. <laughs> Mr. Strange's and your Doctor Fantastic. Design us a character with a mystical keyword, DC or Marvel uh, Universe. Do it. Um, you can find that on hgrealms.com. Um, if you would like to ask us a question or suggest a just the tip for one week or anything else, just chat with us. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter and or write us a email at dialhforheroclicks at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us on YouTube where we put out First of all, we put out the episodes now. I put them out the same day as I put out these episodes. All you need to know is we put out. They're up on YouTube. <laughs> we put out weekly. <laughs> We're good. We're good to you. We're probably more than most married men get put <laughs> get put out to. And um, also, I try to put up some type of other uh, 
video each week, whether it's a rules explanation or a starter set review or a set review or something like that. So be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Thanks for checking in, and we'll see you guys next week.